Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Thursday, October 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Three Philadelphia police officers were shot and wounded while responding to a domestic-related incident that resulted in a shooting inside a home. It happened just before 7.30 yesterday evening on the 7500 block of Whitaker Avenue in the city's Burlholm neighborhood. According to police, there was an argument between a father and son who were playing a video game. At some point, the boy's uncle got involved and an argument escalated. Police say the child and uncle ran upstairs. The father followed them, and that's when he opened fire, striking the uncle. Can you freaking believe I, that? This is, this is nuts. I think there's more than just yeah. a video game behind this. The child and uncle then called 911. According to investigators, the, fa- the father shot two police officers and a police sergeant who were responding to the scene. Interim Police Commissioner John Stanford said the shooter was waiting for police when they responded. So it was an ambush. Yeah. Officers at the scene returned fire, striking the suspect, who was ultimately pronounced dead at the scene. No, there's no word yet on the suspect's identity. Two officers suffered gunshot wounds to the leg, and the sergeant was shot in the finger. All three are listed as stable at area hospitals. The uncle was rushed to the hospital in critical condition. It's still unclear how many shots were fired. Philadelphia police have made an arrest after a driver was attacked by a motorcyclist over the weekend while two, two, uh, two of her kids were in the vehicle. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office identified the suspects as 20, uh, 26-year-old Cody Heron. He was arrested overnight in the 4500 block of East Style Street in the Frankfurt section of the city. His violent, lawless behavior is totally unacceptable here in the city and the county of Philadelphia, said First Assistant DA Robert Listenby during a press conference on Wednesday. Heron's uncle says he was there when police pulled up on the block. At the home, police say they found the bike, helmet, and the 9mm gun allegedly used in the incident. So I checked news sites, <clears throat> Kathy, from around the uh, the world, you know, just to kind of get see what's out there. Yeah. His picture's all over. Everywhere. Like oh, around yeah. the world because that video. Is the video. Yeah. The yeah. video made the, the rounds and so his mugshot. Well, hey, um, when the, the internet sleuths, did they have him right then? No. So what happened that was... That poor guy that they got wrong. Well, no. So oh. this guy was using a fake name and they found the person with that actual name okay. and then realized it wasn't ah. it wasn't him. I saw some of the posts where they had, they had zoomed in on tattoos yes. uh, that they saw on him, right. uh, markings on his motorcycle and other yeah. things like that. So they were really, you know, people pulled together to try and find this guy. And that's why, as we always say, before you light the torches, let it breathe a little bit. Let yeah. law enforcement do what they do. The attack happened while the suspect was with a group of ATV and dirt bike riders in the area of City Hall at 940 Sunday evening. Authorities say Heron was seen on video using his feet to smash a mother's rear windshield while her two children were riding in the back seat. When he was confronted by the woman who was driving the car, uh, the suspect picked up a black handgun that had fallen from his waistband and pointed it at her. The driver of the car was Nikki Bullock. She was with her girlfriend, her five-year-old daughter, and two-year-old son delivering <clears throat> Uber Eats when the incident occurred. Tracking down Heron was no easy ta- task. Authorities say that he was going by a different name online, which initially, initially misled investigators. Police and the district attorney's office say they hope th- this arrest sends 
sends a message to other illegal riders in Philadelphia. So on the positive side, I was watching a story yesterday. There's a restaurant owner and a guy who does windshield replacement. Oh, yeah. And, He's and they, doing they, it for? They, 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 yeah, it's already done. Oh, good. That's good. great. Yeah, but I don't think this isn't going to do anything to any of these a-holes. Uh, it's not going to... Oh, it, as, as a whole? No, no probably no. not. I mean, they're but, still going to get together and do these group rides and, and all that stuff. But maybe hopping on somebody's car and busting into yeah, a windshield. Hopefully. Because, dude, how clear was that video? Well, that, yeah. it was, that's, that was it. It was super clear. It was super <laughs> aggressive. And the fact that people know there were two kids sitting in that back seat is, is so horrendous. Well, so. good thing that person that got the video, too, was, totally. was there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the police commissioner says, we're going to continue to crack down on this type of behavior. It's the quality of life, life issues that have an impact on so many people in this city. Heron is facing several charges, including possession of an instrument of crime, recklessly endangering another person, and multiple counts of aggravated assault. Mm. Dozens of cases of crab clusters worth thousands of dollars were stolen from a trailer in Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood early Wednesday morning. Officers responded to the 1800 block of Germantown Avenue at about 1.45 in the morning where they found a tractor trailer door open. The operator, who was asleep in the vehicle at the time of the theft, told officers 184 cases, which is about 30 pounds of crab clusters, were stolen. The crabs were valued at $73,000, according to police. Didn't you have crab clusters when you were in the rock band, Preston? Yeah, a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, uh, yeah. all of us got it. <laughs> that it was happens. pretty weird. It's my uh, buddy Gary's couch. Uh, <laughs> oh, crab, crab clusters. Yeah, yeah, Danny had slept on it, and he had crab clusters, and we all ended up getting crab clusters. <laughs> so I ordered crab clusters this summer. <laughs> the hell are yeah. crab clusters? Yeah, like snow crab claws. Crab, yeah, yeah. Well, I know what claw. I didn't yeah. know they were called clusters. I go by the name crab claws. Yeah. So the crab cluster is the one with the with the claw, and then there's like three other or four other. Oh, you talking about? Yeah, okay. So well, never, I, heard, never heard of that term. I learned the hard way that a cluster because when I heard cluster, I was like, oh, you get like five of them, and five for twenty bucks oh, isn't bad. No, it was no. just the it was <laughs> the one. one cluster yeah, yeah, yeah. was twenty dollars. <laughs> I couldn't. Bel- I was funny. like, oh man, it was. Hey, you know what? They're too much effort for me. I, you know, crab tastes great, but, yeah. but going through those clusters, those ones aren't as bad though. You don't think so? No, uh, well, I, I, there's some guys. There's some meat on the on the base of it too, which you can go at. I agree. Well. I'd but, give me a crab cake. You know, that's about as far as I'll go into the crab world. Uh, I don't, and then of course the social. I don't eat crab at all. I don't eat any seafood. But there's a restaurant down uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. It's it's just outside of the, the city, just outside of Baltimore. My family lives down there. And every time we go to visit them, we go to this restaurant. It's so much fun. I, and I don't even, I don't, I get chicken fingers. Um, uh, but every, it, the crabs are all oh, yeah. over the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's right. got the things on. Well, and, hammers and, that's, and stuff. You yeah. can like, you Loving can it. go over to the fish tank too. They have other stuff as well. But like you can, if you want a lobster, you can pick your lobster. Like it's really cool. And the kids get into it and everybody's cracking. There's a great eggplant on a steak place right in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I paid the twenty dollars for the one cluster, and I bought like three clusters because I, you know, I, I thought I was getting one for me and one for my daughter. And then I went to Acme later, and it was like a quarter of the price. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. anybody wants to get crab clusters, go to your Acme first. <laughs> Don't go to a seafood <laughs> store. Down yeah, they the charge you more because they prepared for mm-hmm. you. So, yeah. So the crabs were valued at uh, $73,000. Wow. Investigators say the container was locked with a metal seal and a padlock. That guy must have been passed out to not hear them break into that. Mm-hmm. No arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to call police. In sports this morning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
The Phillies are headed back to the National League yeah. Division Series. Yeah. The Phillies finished up the two-game sweep of the Miami Marlins with a 7-1 win last night at the ballpark and will advance to play the Atlanta Braves for the second straight year. Bryson Sott hit his second Grand Slam in the team's postseason history. The other was by Shane Victorino in 2008. Aaron Nola threw seven shutout innings. JT Real Muto had a solo home run, and Trey Turner had two more hits. And Nola's night got even better after his wife, uh, Hunter Jade, announced on Instagram that the couple is expecting a child. They did do it, didn't they? <laughs> they Game did. one against the Braves is on Saturday, but the exact time is still to be determined. Yeah. All of the other wildcard series ended yesterday as each team that was up one nothing was able to close it out and advance to the division series. In Tampa Bay, the Texas Rangers beat the Rays 7-1 and will play the Baltimore Orioles next. In Minnesota, the Twins held on to beat the Toronto Blue Jays 2-0. Up next for the Twins in the series in Houston against the Astros. And the Arizona Diamondbacks came back to beat the Brewers 5-2 last night in Milwaukee. The Diamondbacks will play... Their division rivals, the L.A. Dodgers. All four of the division series begin on Saturday. And the Union beat Atlanta United FC 3-2 last night at Subaru Park. Daniel Gazdag scored his team-leading 14th goal of the season on a bicycle kick to begin a late first-half outburst. The Union scored all three of their goals during a nine-minute stretch before halftime. Wow, wow. The Union climbed one place into third in the Eastern Conference standings. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, it's a wonderful day that we begin with. And uh, like we said, weather-wise, everything's going to cooperate. Wouldn't it be great if you had like an extra $1,000 in your pocket oh, on a yeah. beautiful day like this? So, crumble. Cash oh, yeah. is your opportunity. Eight o'clock and ten o'clock, your first chances to win. So make sure that you're with us. We also have our friends from What a Crock Meals stopping by today. So we'll do some giveaways in conjunction with their appearance here. So hang out for that. Why don't you? And uh, we have um, we have an announcement that I want to make around. I think bizarre file time around uh, Crumb Bum Cash uh, of a uh, couple of new merchandise items. Oh yeah, one of them in particular oh, yeah. has been. Uh, long in the works, and I never thought it would happen, but it's here today, and we'll reveal that. I will tell you that this one in particular is a great source of pride for one Eric Simon, who's been working diligently Working on very it. hard yeah. on it. So, we'll get to all those things throughout the course of this particular morning. Let us take a break, come back in a second, and do some giveaways with you and Stupid Question and Entertainment News. It's on the way when we get back, and we won't be gone long. Hang out. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give some away. Got a VIP four-pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Maniunk. It is for this Saturday. And the question we pose to you is, what 1984 song by Prince was his first to hit number one on the Billboard charts? 215263-WMMR. That's the number. What 1984 song by Prince was his first to hit number one on the Billboard charts? Call us if you know the answer to that. Uh, birthdays, we'll mention, kill some time while we wait for your answer. Today being the fifth day of October, uh, Casey's second wife, uh, Kate Winslet, has Kate Winslet. her birthday today. Yeah, we love her. That's his diehard crush. Yeah. Hey, did you think she was uh, hot in uh, Mary Beast Town? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, you know, this that's, is a, that's the litmus test. Well, it is, and it is. You know, the way I sort of look at it is like, oh, this is the person that I'm going to wake up next to. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. Well, this bit, is the way she look when I wake up next to her. Yeah. A little more frumpy in that role. Right. So yeah, that She's makes excellent. sense. Uh, she is great, uh, and she was great in that. That was a great show. Unfortunately, you watch it once. There's no need to watch it again. You know, yeah. You know the There's mystery. Some, some things like that where you you don't get a rewatch on it because yeah. okay. Yeah, because the whole thing, you hold know, it, it's a whodunit. Do you know another movie like that? The Others. Yeah. The, the, yeah, once yeah. you find out, once you find out. Exactly. Eh. Uh, but she's great, and she is 48 years old today, and she has a great uh, Delaware County accent. I, I hope they do another series. It'd be nice. Guy Pierce celebrates another birthday. Oh, ooh, uh, ooh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, in uh, Iron Man 3. Yeah. That is correct. He, he uh, was in that show with Kate Winslet. Uh, yes, Mary he was in Mary Beast Yeah, he was the, right. the love interest. I forgot well, about so that. So technically, Mary Beast Town is a Marvel production. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it is. Whenever something like that happens, I always go... I wonder if they like celebrated their birthdays together when they were like working. You know, I don't yeah. know why that. I, if they were shooting around yeah. this time of year and they I had scenes they together, celebrated their birthdays <laughs> together. <laughs> particular day, maybe they did. Uh, did they yeah. save me some cake? We had the chance to have him in the studio long, long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, was it, it was Y one hundred media. Yeah, I, never, I, I was not uh, on the show. He was a nice guy. He's very. Tiny, he's very he short, yeah, yeah, yeah. but a powerful actor. I mean, like, it's a pleasure he, to meet you. Yeah, but he was really nice. <laughs> he's great and super friendly. I, I've told this story before. We saw a movie that he is in. It's a, a, a it's a nature movie. It's called Two Brothers. Uh, and Preston, uh, <laughs> my wife cried so hard at the end of the movie as yeah. we were walking out of the, the theater. I'm like. People going to think I've been beating me. I was like, I was legitimately concerned that I would be arrested because it was just beautifully done. Blame Guy Pierce. Yes, uh, he is fifty six today. Uh, Bob Geldof's birthday is today as well. The Boomtown Rats and the guy that put together Live Aid. He was the man that made that whole thing happen. You know, the dude who played him in Bohemian Rhapsody looked a hell of a lot like him. I agree. Yeah, I agree. He did a great job. He turns uh, seventy two years old today. So happy birthday to him. Uh, Hitmaker extraordinaire Steve Miller is celebrating a milestone birthday at 80 years old today. My goodness. And he's still touring. 
Uh, he is. Yeah. Absolutely correct. That's when I remember that Greatest Hits album, like back when I was in high school. The Greatest Hits album was already old when I was in yeah, high school. Yeah, it was. But you just could not deny every single <laughs> song was awesome. I used to hate Steve Miller. Oh, no way. And then the switch flicked, and now I love yeah, it. Yeah, I've had that happen with other bands, yeah. too. But, I mean, he's just, uh, I've never not liked him. I've, I've just always, just a great sound to his music. So, happy 80th birthday today. Uh, Daniel Baldwin, uh, one of the brothers, one of the Baldwin brothers, Alec and Stephen Baldwin's brother, Homicide Life on the Street. Is uh, uh, currently, maybe in our area, he was shooting a film on uh, Arisafa Farms. Was he? He was. Is it the wow. Arisafa Farms story? I, it might have been, yeah. yeah, the biopic of Arisafa Farms. Pumpkin Chunk in the movie. Randy, <laughs> Randy Bates. Uh, he He's playing is, Randy Bates. Yeah. <laughs> He's 63 today. Uh, the lovely Karen Allen from uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then Animal she was House. in the Crystal Skull as well. Uh, yes, Animal House, obviously. She's in the newest uh, Indiana Jones as well. Is she? Yeah. No kidding. I, you know what? I, I know it didn't get reviewed well, but I, I have to see it. I think uh, it's I sort of required. Uh, Scrooge, um, Starman, bunch of movies. Uh, she is 72. Starman! Years old today. Starman. Oh, it's really touching. Yeah. It's a sweet movie and a great performance from... Uh, uh, Bridges. Yeah, when he brings the deer back to life, I'm like, aw, he's using his powers for good. Uh, then we have Clive Barker, the horror author, brought us Hellraiser and uh, the Candyman uh, movies. I hung out with him at a horror really? convention. Could not be a nicer guy. At that time, okay. Preston is being touted as even Stephen King was going, oh my God. Yeah, this, they worked This together. is the guy, yeah. Uh, so he is 71 years old today. Uh, it's Brian Johnson's birthday of ACDC. We had the chance to talk to him, uh, I think it was earlier this year. Maybe it was last year. Uh, really nice guy and has uh, fixed his hearing issue and is going to be back singing with ACDC. Every time I'm in Vinny, I go to Florida and Hardy. <laughs> He's a big fan, Floral big, and Hardy. Yeah, big car collector. Huge collection of cars. Uh, he turns 76 years old today, Brian Johnson. Uh, Mariel Lemieux has his birthday today. Hey! One, one of the all-time greats. I mean, you know. And his name makes me think of cats. Uh, Mariel Lemieux. Oh, <laughs> Mario. Uh, uh, just unfortunate that he, he played for the Penguins. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. he is uh, 58 years old, time four time NHL scoring leader. So happy birthday to Mario Lemieux. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. We've had, we've had a chance to meet him before. Didn't know we had a Jesse one. That's pretty cool. Uh, um, very talented. Yeah. I thought his Lex Luthor was pretty damn good. A lot of people were very uh, critical of it. I enjoyed the take. Uh, Zombieland, Social Network, uh, Now You See Me, uh, and a big birthday for him as he turns 40 years old today. I didn't have a problem with him as Lex Luthor, uh, Steve, until I saw a super cut of him uh, with all like his little isms that he would do. Yeah. Like, mm, uh, and he would like do these like little growls. Like he right. sounded like a... Uh, but if, you're, if you take a lot of performances and shot into a supercut is not going to play well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 40th birthday for him and uh, Mr. Swift, Travis Kelsey has oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's 34 years old. I wonder what it's like to be in that maelstrom right now where you're just, because um, it's certainly polarizing, you know, because there's this onslaught of Taylor Swift fans now that are, well, you know, uh, scrutinizing him as well. If it's, if it's not, a legit relationship, yeah. and this is going to come and go, then this is probably going to be like the biggest part of his career. I mean, yeah. I mean as solo, with when, when the right. spotlight on him, you him, know what I mean? He has him outside of football, even. Exactly. This is his celebrity. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, so he is uh, 34 years old today. Maybe him and Tay-Tay are hanging out. I don't know. Got one more for you, Preston. 
Oh, excellent. I'm yeah. so sorry I missed this. Neil deGrasse Tyson oh. has a birthday, 66 years old today. Man, do I love watching little clips of him. I follow a couple of science, social media, Instagram accounts, and they will just, you know, it'll be him commenting on whatever it may be. And sometimes they're just in little three or four or five minute bites, and I will sit down and watch every one of those. The way he succinctly describes things and dumbs it down for us average people is fantastic. Well, the, Derek Pitts has that same gift. Yes. Where, where he, can, he can do that. For me, for uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, it's uh, movie talk and, and um, sci-fi TV talk. When he's on that, I love watching him. So happy birthday uh, to... Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What 1984 song by Prince was his first to hit number one on the Billboard charts? 215-263-WMMR. First caller in is Jennifer. So we'll go to Jennifer. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, it. Uh, good morning to see you. All right, Jen. What song was uh, Prince's first number one? When Doves Cry. That is correct. Yeah. When Doves Cry. Hang on, Jennifer. Bye-bye, Jenny. We got a, <laughs> a four-pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Maniunk for this Saturday, October 7th, featuring over 50 live scare actors, uh, production quality sets, props, and special effects. Plus, you can learn more about serial killer Victor Kane's secrets in Maniunk and tickets and information available at LincolnMillHaunt.com. Uh, I have several stories to share with you today. Kevin Spacey was rushed to the hospital on Monday after experiencing heart attack symptoms while in Uzbekistan for the uh, Tashkent International Film Festival. We had to miss it this year. Uh, yes, during his speech at the festival, the House of Cards actor recalled uh, noticing that his entire left arm went numb for about eight seconds while he was looking at extraordinary murals at the Avreziab Museum in Samarkand. Uh, he said that he spent the afternoon at the hospital having a variety of tests. He said staff took care of me, even put me through an MRI. Everything turned out to be completely normal, and I'm grateful that it's not anything more serious. Hell, I think it was a heart attack if I had a paralysis. And my left oh, arm. Yes. That's they always tell you that's that's the warning sign. Yeah, or a stroke. Yeah, or or something along those lines. Uh, we have a we have an audio clip of him describing it. Probably yeah. some of what I said. Here we go. We toured the Afro Siab Museum, and I was looking at these extraordinary murals, and I suddenly felt my entire left arm go numb for about eight seconds. Now everything turned out to be completely normal. And I am, of course, grateful that it's not anything more serious. Huh. Uh, he said that... Uh, My doctor calls his grandmother gum gum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he had uh, said that the experience caused him to, quote, really take a moment and think about how fragile life is for all of us. Uh, later in the speech, he made note of his planned comeback, adding that his best roles are ahead of him. And, of course, this comes after he was found not guilty of all charges in his U.K. Uh, sexual assault trial. And so. he's sort of being accepted back. He has projects on the, on the docket. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Thank you. I had no idea. <laughs> you called your grandmother. <laughs> I don't care what you think about him. That alone. That scene. That's just priceless. Just hilarious. Wow. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Brian Austin Green of uh, Beverly Hills 90210 opened up about the health struggles that he experienced before meeting his fiancée, uh, Sharna Burgess, on the most recent episode of the Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans podcast. That's which Shana? is hosted by Cheryl Burke. Oh, yeah. Uh, it says Sharna. Oh. Sharna? Yeah, I don't know if that's correct or not. Is it Sharna? Oh, Sharna! Sharna! Uh, but this is interesting coming on the heels of that uh, Kevin Spacey story. Yes. Uh, because he said he suffered from stroke-like symptoms for more than four years. Uh, she, He said she had been working on herself hard. She had been single for almost five years, uh, sharing that he had been single for two years and was aggressively in therapy. He said, I'd spent four and a half years recovering from stroke-like symptoms without ever having had a stroke, but I couldn't speak, he said. I remember all this going on. Did they... Figure out what the hell it was? He said that doctors told him that he had vertigo and ulcerative colitis, and his symptoms were so bad that he was bedridden for three months and, quote, shuffled like I was a 90-year-old man. He said, I couldn't speak, I couldn't read, I couldn't write. Uh, Kathy, and this is interesting because he says that the issue was dietary. Oh, wow. Mm. Kind of like the problem you had had. He says what saved him was eating cooked fruit. And <laughs> that he found a doctor that is much more into, like, uh, kinesiology and Eastern medicine who was able to help him. Wow. Oh, that's he said, crazy. He said, I had such a brain fog that it reintroduced my best friend of like 25 plus years to my sister, who he had also known for 25 plus years. Okay. Um, that makes no sense. He is no. having a stroke. Yeah. What were your symptoms again, Kathy? Did you have skin issues or like a rash or well, the, you were run down or? Which, which, which problem? <laughs> with the, with the, um, the nightshades. Kathy the, breaks out a huge book, book of symptoms. No, yeah. yeah. So, so it felt like if I would eat something like that, it felt like, um, yes, every bit of my energy was, was wiped from my body. Like Ooh. I couldn't. I couldn't hold my head up some days. I would have to go home right from work. Lethargic. And and lay down. Yeah, like it was. And then it also gave a feeling like inside my body that I just, it, it was like painful, but on the inside. I, rem- I remember weird. when you were going through all that. How were your stools? <laughs> that was fine. I, no, I people ask that. Like, because that can affect some people. I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah. How are your stools? They're actually pretty good. Okay, good. Yeah, That's I do pay attention. That's nice. I mean, I have a little photo journal at home. Uh, oh, you do? No, I break it. I look at that more than oh. I look at my uh, my high school pictures. You know I have a photo be- journal too. Oh Jesus! Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. I, he is I, not kidding I, you. Did I, show I saw? You the- I, I saw it two days ago. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, you know what might be the most effective drug on the planet is uh, emodium. When you take an emodium, boy, does it work? Uh, uh, like, like Nick, you if you. Concrete wouldn't be. It's it's remarkable yeah, yeah. to me. Like if you're ever going through one of those bouts, and then you like you get a good three or four days. You're like, man, that, yeah, that, that what I had before, I don't got no more. You know what it is? It's like an invisible fence for your ass. Yes, that should be the tagline for an their invisible that, fence what for I your got, ass. No, uh, what I had before, I ain't got no more. I don't got no more. I love you. What I got no more. I ain't got no more. That could be a jingle. There we go. What I had before, I ain't got no more. Want to try a case? Modium A D. Too many words. All right. But anyway, what he what he oh, has right. and what he was suffering from, you can't like. There was no medicine that I could take that right. fixed the feeling. Well, apparently, yeah. Same thing with him. It was dietary. I yeah. assume he had to cut some things out. And I um, feel like your your body, at least with me, I felt like my body was out of control. Like it couldn't it couldn't get whatever was happening under control. And so you have to do that dietary elimination and all of that so that your body calms down. Did you ever have a situation in which you thought you might be having a stroke? No. I no. remember I was one 
one time I was started to smell burning toast, and then I realized I was I was at a Denny's. Oh, so, so, my goodness. Yeah, that was fine. I left it yeah. on too long. No. All right, uh, I have news of Caitlyn Jenner. That's right. Uh, Caitlyn has... Re- Let's go to the Jenner sphere. Uh, and Beam me up now. Uh, Caitlyn revealed that she and her ex-wife, Kris Jenner, aren't really in contact anymore. It's sad, really. Yeah, the pair separated. By the way, there's a clip for this press time. Oh, there is? Yes, there is. Oh, okay. Uh, should I do that instead? If you'd like to. At your discretion. Don't want to override the host. Got it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Chris, I really never talk to anymore. Oh. Yeah, I know it's sad. Oh. If there's any communications, my manager and she talks to him. Yeah, Chris, I really don't have any more contact with oh. her. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Because we went through a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's not because of, you know, I, I don't feel. But there's just, I just, you know. Kinda Hopefully one day. Move on. Yeah, okay. Hopefully so, one day. That's too bad they don't stay in touch anymore. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's yeah, see. Sad, isn't it? It is sad. Oh. Uh, Amy Schumer took to... If you need me, I'll be on the holodeck. ...Instagram yesterday to warn 20-year-olds about what's in store for them. Uh, the train wreck artist shared two photos of herself smiling at a comedy event in 2012 and then shared a more recent photo of herself in a hospital gown hooked up to an IV <laughs> and looking disheveled. And she wrote, warning 20-somethings, <laughs> I looked like this at your age. Swipe, life is coming for you. And she looks horrible in this picture, by the way, uh, in the in the after photo of her now in the hospital. It's like your your morning sh- uh, photo, Kathy. <laughs> oh yeah, it yeah. Is. yes, it's very similar. And she looks great in the oh. before, uh, obviously. So yeah, she's had some medical uh, run-ins uh, in the past couple. You of know years. what I do? I, I I stopped looking at myself in the mirror about twenty five years ago, mm. and it works yeah. because that's the last time I saw myself. And I figure I, I probably still look that way. Probably, yeah. why don't you just live yeah. with that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Matthew McConaughey, we've had a couple of things about him lately. He's been kind of doing the rounds on some podcasts. He may have uh, defended his mother uh, with regard to her testing, quote-unquote testing his wife, Camilla, on a uh, recent podcast. But the actor also commented on the challenges he himself has faced over the years with her. Uh, And he said, I tried to change my mom. He said, for eight years, her and I had an estranged relationship where I couldn't have more than a conversation of, hi, mom, doing good, love you, bye. Anything she asked me, I couldn't tell her personally because she didn't have a governor. She'd go to the press. She'd show up on places like hard copy, uh, taking people to my childhood room, showing people this is where he lost his virginity. Uh, the actress said there were years where I could not talk to her. I tried to change her. I just need a mom right now, not a fan, and I didn't have it. That's so, pretty wild. Oh, shut up, woman. So she kind of turned into, I don't know, uh, I guess just she wanted to live off of the celebrity a little bit. Uh, maybe, yeah, really maybe sure. she caught a little, a little bit of that buzz possibly it's, it's weird imagine do you well you've talked about it I mean, oh you know your, your, your mom oh my god uh, my mom my sister <laughs> my dad you know they don't live in the area yeah. so when they, well, my dad does now but when they when they come in and we'll be out at a restaurant and the <laughs> server will come up and you know one of them will say do you listen to the radio <laughs> and i'm like no no don't don't do it don't do it no Please don't do it. And the reason we are in the don't do it frame of mind is because not 
everyone listens to the show. No. And then then this person looks at you like, I have no freaking idea who you are. (laughs) And we've just entered into awkward land. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get, oh, oh, I don't don't listen to the radio. I'm sorry. I I think it, on the whole, it's kind of stupid and vacuous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, would you like some bread? Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you, uh, would you ever wear a shirt if I had one made for you that says, do you know who I am? Oh, my God. Dude. We could only uh, wear that to like to like the MMR because no. like, it's like an MMR oh, event. Ask my mother who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's God. a good Just one. Just ask my mom. That's pretty funny. Yeah, put, yeah. It, on, put it on the back. Like Do you know who I am on the back. <laughs> Just ask ask <laughs> the black shirt with big yeah. white uh-huh. letters. Uh-huh. You know, Dude, do you, you know, know who I am? <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Maybe a Keenan's. That'd be yeah, a sure. Or something like that. All right. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, the Drew Barrymore show is set to return on October 16th, but it will be without its three co-head writers. Uh, the WGA members, Chelsea White, Christina Kinnan, and Liz Coey, have all declined to return to the show. And this comes after Barrymore faced significant criticism for announcing the show was resuming production in September oh. while the WGA was still on strike. Uh, White said, it's a bummer to hear that the show is going back because it sends a message that union writers are not available. They, White said that at the time. So right. I don't know if they're not returning. They're be- not returning. Because of that. That's it. No so that's uh, So they're sort of taking a, a, a stand. I don't know if that is in, if that's possibly a contract move. Right. Um, the show, to me... Doesn't appear to have a lot of writing going on. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But let me ask you this question, Steve. Yeah. Uh, the writer strike right. has its effect on people who are not in the writer's union. And that's that was her point. Her point was that there are people who worked on the show who were uh, out of work as well, that they if they got back into production. And so that happened the last writer's strike. Right. And, and writer's strikes in the past. Carson went on and wrote his own monologue and they would do the, the show and they would. And even for a while, I know Kimmel and, and Letterman and throughout the, the years have, have stepped in and, OK, we'll just do this songs. The writers, right? They weren't saying they don't want the writers, or they don't need them. But there are a lot of peripheral employees that were getting right as well. Okay, so I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Variety is reporting that Legends of the Fall actress Julia Ormond is suing Harvey Weinstein for sexual battery. So here's another one that's popped up. You thought that all the right the cases oh, were no. you know in the books or under work in work in the works, uh, but Ormond is also suing CAA, which is an agency, I believe, no, um, CA. Uh, the Walt, ah. uh, the Walt Disney Company, <laughs> and Miramax for uh, allegedly enabling the assault. And uh, the lawsuit filed Wednesday states that Weinstein sexually assaulted her after a business center in 1995. This is why th- there, there's an interesting aspect to this, Preston, which is Hollywood for years, if you read the Ronan Farrow book, covered for Weinstein. There are a lot of people where this kind of lawsuit accompanies could be brought against because it was the secret. I mean, there's video of Seth MacFarlane referencing Harvey Weinstein like 10 years ago, 15 years ago about what he was doing. Not just him, though. Yeah, tons of people. The the casting couch, it wasn't Harvey Weinstein's casting couch. It was the casting couch. It was a thing. Oh, and it continues to be a thing, even though they don't want to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, as for the CAA, the car. In case he was looking for the clip from A Fish Called Wanda. Uh-huh. The car, the car, the car, the car. Oh, we don't have it. We, we used to. It's uh, coming back. It's though. coming back. The Walt Disney Company and Miramax, uh, the lawsuit states the man at car who 
represented Ormond, knew about Weinstein. So, too, did Weinstein's employers at Miramax and Disney. Brazenly, none of these prominent companies warned Ormond that Weinstein had a history of assaulting women because he was too important, too powerful, and made them too much money. The perception used to be, and I was reading more about this story, is that if you wanted any shot at an award, at an Oscar, at a career-making you know, accolade, this is <laughs> what you had to do. Yeah. And then, it, if you did disgusting monster. Right, Stephen. But if, and if you didn't, he had the power to blacklist you. Like here's Serena. Yeah, or, or maybe Julia Ormond. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, she didn't do a ton of stuff afterwards. And you have to wonder, you know, if, if her career took a hit because of a monster like this. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, you, we've talked about it. You and I in, in Bill Weston's office. He's there in the robe. Uh-huh. And we're like, yeah. so what's going to happen? The moment you walk in and you see that robe. Boys, oh. take your shirts off and eat soup. <laughs> What? Dude. It's his thing. And even though it's not very invasive, no. I still feel violated. It wasn't my favorite soup. No. All right. Banksy, one of the world's most popular living artists, has kept his real identity a secret for years, but a lawsuit could change that. Ooh. Full Color Black, a British greeting card company, claims a Banksy Instagram post allegedly included defamatory words against the company, and they are seeking $1.6 million in damages. Some outlets claim litigation may mean Banksy will have to disclose his true identity, while others say the likelihood of that happening is low. So the jury is out yeah. on whether or not that will happen, but it could be interesting. I told you, I saw a Banksy-like graffiti on 95. And you think it might be legit? Well, then, like, right next to it is another one. Now, um, I I love his stuff, or her stuff, I don't know. Right? We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know who it is. Uh, but they... It does seem a little like maybe they're not as good as you as their art appears to make them look because it could be just stencils. Do you know what I mean? I think some of it is stencil. Yeah, yeah. and to but, me, but he's got to create. They have to create that stencil. You know, yeah. I mean, it's still an uh, it's still a um, an original piece of artwork. So you know, fair enough. Doesn't really matter how you create it. I guess will that but, affect whether you buy one or not, Case? Uh, <laughs> mm, no. Okay. No, 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 because they're all worth money. But there's a, I think there's like a, a gorilla ballerina uh, on 95, and then there's something right near. It's like right by, in Chester. Uh, and it has Banksy-nish. It, it, you know what? I, I took a picture. I'll show yeah. it to you. And, okay. And there was one up on the, uh, the screen here, I think, I've seen when you were talking about. Yep. All right. So I have some Tiger King news. We haven't mentioned anything about that in a while. Uh, so Doc Antle. Oh, my God. Has received a suspended two-year sentence after being convicted of wildlife trafficking in Virginia. Uh, he was also banned from owning and dealing in exotic wild animals in the state for five years. It wasn't a Doc Antle was the one who was riding around Las Vegas in a limo with a tiger? No. Or was that, that was the other guy? Yeah. Uh, that was the, the that was the combination do-rag baseball hat guy. Yeah, so this was the, sort of the, uh, the the healer or the... Um, the guy with the hair on The hair, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Antle was accused of illegally buying endangered lion cubs in Fred County, Virginia, for display and profit at his South Carolina zoo. A jury convicted him in June of two felony counts each of wildlife trafficking and conspiracy to wildlife traffic, and he had faced up to 20 years in prison. Uh, Antle, who owns the Myrtle Beach Safari, appeared in Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, of course, and prosecutors said that uh, Myrtle Beach Safari's lucrative petting zoo 
<clears throat> motivated Ansel to maintain a steady supply of immature lion cubs and that there were illegal cub exchanges in 2017, 18, and 19. All right, can I request a song? Either the Carol Baskin song or I Saw a Tiger. <laughs> oh, yeah, I Saw a Tiger. Well, oh, I don't God. know if we have that. So, by the way, Preston, Carol Baskin. Uh, this just in, uh, well, not just in, but we, uh, we're going to be able to reclaim... A, Virtually everything that we lost when the hard drive crashed. Yes. yes. So all of that will be returning. We yes. have this. Carol Baskin. There you go. Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. <laughs> Fed them to tigers, they snack it. What's happening? <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> What, what, what is that anyway? It's a, just a list. It's a TikTok video. No, wow. I I found it uh, two years ago, and uh, it, it for me it was an earworm. And I every time I heard the words Carol Baskin, it made me think of that song. Yeah, just reading Carol Baskin yes. makes you think yeah, of the song exactly. Yeah. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snack it. Everybody, what's happening? Carol Baskin. All right, thank you. We all um, need to go to each, like the, the hip hop to each other's backs, you know. Uh, so I don't know who Catherine McPhee Foster is. Yeah, she is uh, the former um, uh, uh, competitor, singing competitor. Who? Um, yeah, it says actress and singer. Yeah, yeah. So she's done a, a fair amount of stuff. She oh, was she on? A, 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 I think she was the, on The Voice, or she was okay. on American Idol. Well, she had a, an interesting moment, and this is why I bring it up. While she was uh, getting ready to cook a meal, um, she was horrified to realize that she had left her toddler's son's iPad in the oven. Uh, what? What? And she had temporarily hidden it there oh. from That's him. Great. And uh, she realized that uh, she cooked it. Oh, she... And so uh, she turned the oven on at some point yep. and forgot it was in uh, there. The scene She's married un- to David Foster. The scene mm. unfolded in a video on McPhee's Foster's Instagram story with her captioning the video, just over here cooking iPads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She said, I tried to heat it up, uh, tried to hide it, and forgot that it was there while heating up the oven for my chicken special. I, you know, I, I can feel this. Like, I totally. understand because now she's yep. screwed herself because she's going to end up having to buy another one. Mm-hmm. I used to hide the... Um, the iPad on top of the refrigerator. Because if it was out of sight, it was out of mind. Um, But my cell phone, if I can't find it, I look in the refrigerator. I have put my phone in the refrigerator so many times. I'm I'm guessing that she is going to have a compulsion now just to go and open open the oven. And check it. And check it all the time. Yeah, Yeah, if I I can't find it, like I absolutely cannot find it, I check the fridge. Steve, I think I have it in my hand. Like when I come home, I have things. If I go to the fridge to to get something, I don't want to still have it in my hand. And I just think I'm going to place it here while I pull the stuff out of the refrigerator and then Mm -hmm. I'll Have you seen that commercial where the the older husband, this older couple, and the husband comes home and finds the the keys, his wife's keys in the refrigerator and he goes, time to have her committed. (laughs) Uh, Her friend Kelly captured the moment when McPhee Foster realized the smell coming from her preheating oven was the smell of an electronic device melting. She opened up the oven and confirmed her assumption, attempting to grab it with a dish towel before realizing that it would require more, so she had to put on oven mitts. Uh, The iPad, she said, is in the oven because he kept asking for it. Um, So she got it out, removed it by the edge, uh, and set it by the sink, remarking, oh my God, it smells really bad. Uh, and then the video can, uh, concludes after that. It so. actually could have gone much worse because there's a lithium battery in yeah. that thing. Absolutely. And if that went up, that would have been really problematic. 
All right, two more quick things. Uh, people report Saturday Night Live. Uh, fans can look forward to the show returning for its 49th season on October 14th. And Pete Davidson is set to host. And Ice Spice will be the musical guest. There you uh, go. The following week, Bad Bunny will be both host and musical guest, by the way. Lauren Michaels loves Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. He's the one who sort of protected him during all that stuff. So, Oh, that. in fact, wasn't he? He was supposed to host... Prior to the strike, was he I not? I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and then one final story. According to Variety, the iCarly reboot will not be returning for a fourth season. Son of a bitch. A Paramount Plus spokesperson told the outlet uh, the series had a great three-season run and delivered on what fans really wanted to see with Carly and Freddie finally getting together. Uh, we want to thank the entire cast, the writers, directors, and producers, along with the whole crew for their dedication, creativity, and talent. But Any of your kids were iCarly? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was always on. It was a Nickelodeon show, so anything on Nickelodeon, it just kind of ran all the time. So we definitely watched uh, a bit of iCarly. It was a fun show. Yeah. I thought it was cute. All right, we are going to move on now to the clips, please. The Toxic Avenger is a remake of the 1984 trauma classic Blair's Toxic Avenger. In this clip, director uh, Macon Blair discusses bringing this idea to life. And I kept saying, like, it's got to be R. It's got to be a dude in a suit. It's got to be, like, silly and ridiculous and, like, purposefully juvenile. And, yeah, and at a certain point, it was like, yeah. You're like, okay, well, just I'm just going to write this yeah. goddamn thing. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. And here we are. Hold one second, hold one second. The wrong clip, hold, there we go. And there we go, and there you go. Shut up, dummy. Uh, the Toxic Avenger had his first showing at Fantastic Fest and will be available for streaming soon if you'd so, like to see that. I like the Toxic Avenger, but we talk about movies that um, are designed to be cult movies, and that's one that kind of works. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the uh, I, I'm curious to see how they play this Toxic Avenger this, this time around. Here's the next clip. VHS 85 is a film about an anonymous broadcast that brings viewers forgotten nightmares of the 1980s. Here, filmmaker David Bruckner discusses how there were no limitations to the amount of gore they could show in this film. There's, you know, gallons of blood getting thrown around the set. If anything, the only frustration is that the found footage is dark and murky enough that you sometimes can't see on camera how much blood there is in the room. Uh, so I, the BTS photos are quite revealing. Yeah! Uh, VHS 85 is being released tomorrow, and that is exclusively on Shudder. Yeah, it's a horror channel, uh, and I love it. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, there are a couple of, um, of the VHS movies that are really good. The first one, I think you'd like it. It's found footage. So, uh, and it's uh, a couple of different stories uh, strung together, and um, yeah, it's really well done. Oh, and it's it start, the, the title is VHS Whatever. So, yeah, um, basically, okay. yeah. So okay. there have been a couple in the series, but the first one has uh, this this found uh, footage, um, you know, and obviously on the, uh, we don't use VHS tapes anymore, so, but that's what they discover, and there's recordings that they review, and um, there are three or four pretty, pretty bizarre, cool stories in the first one. Okay, excellent. All right, well, there you go, your entertainment report for uh, this morning, my friend. All right, um, am I going to do this now? Yeah, you got one of them. All right, I can do this right now. Our friends from uh, What a Croc. 
are here this morning. What a Croc meals. And you can go to whatacroc.com for information. But I have a $50 gift card for What a Croc. Delicious home-cooked meals designed for your slow cooker and shipped directly to your doorstep. Nice. There's no prep, no mess, or stress required. And you can visit whatacroc.com to see what's cooking. So we'll take caller number 15, and we will give you a $50 gift card. 215-263-WMMR. It is just that simple. So is winning Crumbum Cash. Get ready for that. We have that coming along at 8 o'clock. Also joining us uh, in the studio this morning, Bam Margera will be here. Uh, And uh, Bam's been in the area trying to get things straightened out in his life, and we'll find out what's up in his world later on, about 9 o'clock. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. From 7 to 9, Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Saloon 151. 151 West Gay Street in Westchester with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Dallas tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $4 Bud Light bottles. Uh, later on this morning, uh, Bam Margera is stopping by around 9 o'clock. We're going to have Bam in the studio. He asked to come by. So, yes, he did. Uh, we're going to see how things are going with him. Uh, we also obviously have Crumb Bum Cash a couple of times this morning. 8 o'clock, your first shot of winning $1,000. But I wanted to go back to the story we had in the entertainment report. Um, this uh, singer, Catherine McPhee Foster, um, had posted on social media that she had um, she was hiding her iPad <laughs> from her kid because I guess he was using it too much and just wanted it out of the way and hidden. Uh, so she she threw it in the oven. Well, apparently she had left it in there and didn't realize it that later on she warmed up the oven and it cooked the iPad. Ruined. Gone. Dead. Um, which leads to the topic of a couple of different things. Um, what have you ever accidentally burned in the oven? Oh. Or what do you... What do you keep where it shouldn't be? Where, where's so, uh, so yeah. I go back to the, the the show we talked about this the other day. The bear, yeah, so, so, uh, right? The lead character keeps his jeans in, in the his oven. oven. Yeah, for some reason. So you know when this topic came up and when you uh, brought it up earlier, um, <laughs> I know that I've done this, but I have felt I think like such an a hole after doing it that I've blocked it out of my mind because you never feel dumber than when you do something like this. Two one five two six three WMMR if you have uh have you? something like that um i can't remember burning anything i used to I, we used to keep our um our cookie sheets the pans cooking oh, yeah, pans yeah, yeah. in the oven and i would sometimes turn it on and heat it up not realize i should have taken those out yeah. before i did it boy rochelle used to get pissed off at me about that <laughs> big time oh. so that's not as bad yeah didn't she when she like are you like effing stupid how yeah. the yeah. exact words uh-huh. and I remember this were how effing stupid are you yeah. wow well, that, that, their, their that, was the, that was in the beginning of our relationship <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and I'm firing back with they're made <laughs> to the be oven. put in the oven uh-huh. I didn't ruin I didn't invent it <laughs> I didn't ruin them so anyway that was ages ago but every now and then I do bring that up you know what I've, I've done like a dumbass a couple times is uh, taking a frozen pizza out of the box and there's a little cardboard piece underneath that and and putting that into the oven thinking well this is a nice little convenient area to put the pizza on and then immediately that starts uh, setting on fire now i've made the mistake and this is not in the oven but press i know that your daughter did the same thing um accidentally forgot when i was making ramen noodles or no 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 it was the easy mac and cheese i forgot to put water yes in the thing and when you do that like the the smoke alarms went off like i mean and then that little damage 
One little element yeah. really makes a world of difference. Yeah. yeah. Now, Kathy, you were off air telling us about your uh, your phone. Yeah. Not I, the oven, but... I put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> I, I Because... Oh. I, and it's multiple times... Well, I, you were cold calling. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I... And I don't even know what it is. I just... I obviously have the phone in my hand, and I'm putting it down, and I just think, oh, I'll place it here, get what I need out of the refrigerator, and, you know, nine times out of ten, I forget it's there, and I shut the refrigerator door, and then flash forward, like, you know, an hour later, I'm like, where is my phone? So you've done it enough where you will actually check the refrigerator to I see... Will, I will go back and check the refrigerator. I mean, now, fortunately, we have... I can play a sound on it and find it, but I can't tell you how many times I have found it in the refrigerator and also my pantry. I, I think... The, so have you used the oven as a as a hiding place? Because I think a number of... I, I know... You, are you right? Yeah, I it have, seems you know, to be I, a go-to because it's we, we, we've hidden like gifts in there before yeah. uh, from the kids or ammo we, when we we've done uh, Easter egg hunts around the house and I put you know Easter uh, eggs uh-huh. in the oven. Fortunately, have found those and never had gotten to the melting thing. Uh, here's there are a ton of texts coming in. Uh, this one says, uh, "My neighbor keeps their toaster oven inside their oven." <laughs> okay, and says, "Good thing I checked before preheating one time." Uh, another I one says, a, pa- "A plastic pasta strainer melted all over the oven." My dad. This one says, "My dad put dirty dishes in the oven instead of washing oh, them when company would stop <gasps> by." Oh, oh my god, that's hilarious! I mean, it's a great hiding spot. I mean, it, it is. Really it is. is. You don't. Nobody going to go ever in. look in the oven. Mm-mm. Well, but that's the thing. I would never open the oven and look inside before I turned it on. So I oh. wouldn't. I don't put anything course, in there. Do you ever turn it on? Well, that's a really good <laughs> question, Steve. But yes, occasionally when my son is hungry, when, I have to make something. When you need to heat up your phone from the fridge. <laughs> right, I, exactly. Now, I haven't done this exactly, but I hadn't thought of this. This is I set a brand new laptop oh. on top of a hot electric stove because I forgot it was still hot. Now, I have accidentally set stuff on the stove no, and didn't know it either. was hot. And But that's like a like a plastic utensil or something yeah. like that. And it yeah, melts. yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've done a plastic that bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not your computer. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I knew a family who they they were like semi hoarders, I think. Um, but they I remember um, and I don't know why I opened. I don't think I opened their oven. Somebody did and, and showed me, but they kept all of their magazines stacked in the inside oven. the oven. Now, listen, obviously they weren't using the oven. Right. Because they, I mean, it was stacked. The oven was filled with magazines. There were Let's, magazines all over the house. Let's put paper in there in the yeah. oven. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even do that. Like it would have the oven would have to be completely disconnected. Yeah, totally. For me to even put a yeah. magazine. The in fear of it up. accidentally warming itself yeah. up would be enough to keep me from putting something <laughs> exactly. like that in there. Um, I will go to the calls. We have Karen on the line. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Dad Zooks. Karen, what's up? So I'm kind of like Kathy, and I don't really check the oven before I start to preheat it, mm-hmm. uh, and. We've had a couple things. So, uh, toddler one time went to preheat the oven, starts smelling something crazy. Turns out they decided to put the sippy cup in the oven. Oh, one of your kids put something in the oven. Okay. By the time we got to it, it, the whole oven was just destroyed from the plastic. So, so, heating element. Have you done the uh, the 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 train? Because I remember my my parents had us terrified of the oven of going anywhere near it so i guess that didn't permeate with your kid i I think that was maybe more the top of the stove oh okay yeah maybe you're right oven yeah you know yeah but 
same thing, too. Went to preheat the oven at my grandmother's house, who often did kind of quirky things in her older years, but uh, decided to store a quilt in the oven. Okay. A quilt. Yeah. Store a quilt now, in the oven. Karen, was it like a prized family quilt that somebody had handmade? Uh, it kind of was. Yeah. It kind of was. It didn't do a ton of damage, but it started, like, smoking, and we were like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm going to put this in the oven. This yeah. quilt is too precious. Thanks, Karen. I appreciate it. Yeah, I thanks. thought you were saying you put the cat in the oven. Yeah, right. right. No. <laughs> Warm them up. Warm it up. Uh, I will go next to Sean Marie. Hi, Sean Marie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Thanks First for coming. I've been a very long time. Uh... <laughs> but we appreciate First time that. First caller, very long time <laughs> listener. I got it. What's up, Sean Marie? So uh, we just got a brand new um, flat top stove, and I store pans in my oven and uh, cookie sheets. And apparently, when I took them out one time recently, uh, my husband, I guess, put his headset, his Bluetooth headset, on. <laughs> he put his headset in the oven. Yeah, and I, I guess I put the pan in, not realizing it was in there, and I preheated the um, oven and uh, preheated his headset. Did he explain why he put it in the oven? No, it was. He, I think he put it on the. Baking no. I want to hear the food. Uh, he, sometimes you, sometimes, and it, it happened to me. Wow. Yet, Thank yesterday. you, Jean Marie. Sometimes you'll just put something down, you know, and not. And you, you don't realize a you lot did of it. times that's Kathy like with the, with the phone in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. and you, so, but I think I'd be a little more aware around the oven. Uh, we'll, we'll go next to we have Phil on the line. Hi, Phil. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Phil. You got to turn your radio down, bud. All right. Hey, Phil. In about thirty seconds, you're going to hear that you were on the radio with us, and we didn't get a chance to go to you. So sorry about that, bud. Phil? That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there he is. Uh, right as I said, oh, yeah. I hit the button. He said, yeah. You scared him. Sorry. Hear it now. Let me go to Barbara next. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. What's up, Barb? Um, my mom used to hide potato chips and cookies and things like that in the oven when we were kids. Yeah. Okay, to keep you guys from getting into the junk food. Yes, exactly. So okay. my brother came home one day and wanted to put an Elio's pizza in and didn't uh-huh. check. So the bag of Hearst potato chips caught on fire in the oven. <laughs> actual fire. Yes, actual fire. And like the melting of like the bag and everything, the smell was like horrendous. Sure. I'm yeah. Sure. You, you, you burn up one of those bags, it's going to create a stink. So, so. Yeah. Um, do you guys have that? I, I just you. got the um, those um, the, like a, like a sheet, like a like a blanket almost for kitchen oh, fires. Yeah, a fire, a fire, uh, yeah, uh, blanket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want a kitchen fire, but I'm dying to try one. I think we have one of those. Uh, by the way, think of it if I wonder if you put Doritos in there. Yeah, like how much worse that would be because Doritos are considered like. Kindling. Yeah, they're flammable. Yeah. Oh, seriously? No, yeah, yeah. Kathy, if yeah. you're ever at a campfire and you need a last-minute kindling, you can toss Doritos on the fire. What? Right yeah. yeah, on the light and, right up. And yet we eat them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you another question, if I may. So we, uh, one time we had a spoon melt, like a plastic spoon melt in the in the washer, uh, the dishwasher. Um, and uh, yet others, 
Other spoons won't melt. Yeah. Uh, is there any rhyme or reason to what question. will melt and what will not melt? I remember in, in older um, dishwashers, there was literally, uh, like you would find in an oven, there was a heating yeah, 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 down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And it would heat up to to uh, to dry the, the, the dishes. And if you left anything like a lid of a plastic yeah. container on that lower level, it, it. it could melt yeah. uh, because of that. I don't know, Steve, maybe it wasn't. Uh, some things aren't dishwasher safe. Yes. So yes. maybe that spoon, which and is ridiculous that a spoon wouldn't be dishwasher safe. True. But. And it's possible I'm stupid. Uh, let's go to James. Hi, James. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up? Uh, so I used to live down in Texas, and tamales are a big thing around Christmas time. All right. I hosted a Christmas party and had the oven just kind of on, like, the warm setting. Yeah. It had the tamales in there. Well, the party's over. I turned the oven off and let them just kind of hang out. I was going to let them cool off <laughs> before I put them in the fridge. Totally forgot about them. Uh, Easter comes along. My parents come over. My mom's heating up the oven. And she calls me at work and is like, what is in this oil package? It smells god awful. Oh, man. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I haven't even used the oven since December. And she's like, well, what was in there? I was like, oh, I, oh my God, I put some mollies in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> and so, but wait, so so the tamales were still in there like, you know, four or five months later. Where, did they preheat the oven and that started rekindling that yes, smell? Yes, she was, she was oh baking a God. cake for Easter. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, an Easter cake. Yeah. Uh, how about Easter tamales? Oh, right. Cooking up some yeah. fresh mold, yeah. heating up God. the mold in the Could oven. You imagine? Oh. oh, that's horrible, James. My did, aunt was the one that even put the tamales in the oven to, like, keep them warm. And so it wasn't even a thing to me to, like, check the oven. So, like, six months, five months later. That's great. So, I love it. Do you even, I mean. Thanks, James. Do ovens. Uh, Appreciate it. Ovens routinely have a uh, a window on the the front, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah right. But um, the light doesn't come on. You know, you usually have to turn the light on. And right. I can't really see that far into the oven right, when right. the light's not on. <laughs> By the way, I love tamales. I haven't had tamales. You guys like Never tamales? Had. I love tamales. Oh, they are They're so fantastic. good. You, yeah. just don't, you just don't see them on the menu anywhere. No. So in, in Texas, um, you see them. All yeah, the it's a it's a corn tortilla that they're rolled in, and, and they're smothered. They're bathed in this sauce, and they're they're kind of tender, and they're really, really good. If anybody knows where to get some good yeah. tamales, uh, let me know. Well, there's a place called Sholo in, uh, it's X-O-L-O, -O, and it's at Steve. It's right near your gym in Bryn Mawr, right near the trail. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen right that place. The, uh, yeah. uh, fire station, Preston, fantastic Mexican food, and they serve really good tamales. I'm not a huge tamale fan, uh, but but oh, Andrea is, and yeah, she loves them too, and so I'll sample sample hers, and I they're they're great. They're I never get to have Mexican food because Rochelle has an allergic reaction yes. to cilantro, cilantro. Right. which is in most Mexican yeah. dishes. Yeah. Well, uh, Juana Tamale, Casey Foxy, Lady Chef. Yes. Oh, That's yeah. not her name. Foxy Lady, Casey, Foxy, Foxy, Lady, Lady, Chef. Foxy, Lady Chef. Lady Foxy, Foxy Lady Chef. Lady Foxy, Foxy Lady Chef. Yeah, but I've never had a tamale at her place. I've only had the burrito tacos. Mm. You said you've never had a, a tamale ever. No. We got to have tamales well, it's together. Right on, it's right on Broad Street. Do, right, we'll um, do tamale right, right off Broad Street. So there's there's something in the burbs, though? That's what I need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's plenty of places in the burbs. <laughs> burb tamale. Burbs. There's burb tamale. Burb tamale. Just open up. I feel like the best tamales are, like, in a cart on a street corner. Okay. Um, well, real quick, do, <laughs> is the presentation in a corn husk by any chance? Uh, yes. 
Okay. You've seen those, right? That's why it turns me off, because I'm like, I don't want to eat corn husk. Do you, you, don't eat, you don't eat it. You don't, don't eat it. it. I didn't know uh, that. Do you what? eat your cutlery? Let me go to some more uh, calls. Yes, I do. I'm going to go. <laughs> this knife is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Katie, what's up? So, I have melted... Two separate Xbox controllers <laughs> and a large plastic container. All in the oven? All in the oven. How, how did they end up Jeez. in there? Were, were you squirreling them away from kids who were using them? The Xbox controllers, yes. I was t- hiding them from my six-year-old son. <laughs> there you and, go. <laughs> and um, the one of the controllers was inside the bowl. Yeah, so I oh, was in inside the bowl. The bowl. Okay. Yeah, so so and I assumed that they were damaged, of course, completely right. You had to throw uh, them out. Oh yeah. <laughs> and did they uh did they melt? Did they smell bad? How did you find out they were in there or did you just open it and go, "Oh my god." Well, the first Xbox controller I had forgotten I had put in there <laughs> and I'm just like, "What what smells? Why does this stink in here?" And yeah, that that was that one. And then the other ones I Turned the preheated the oven, walked away, and came back to the house filled with smoke. Oh, oh yeah, oh, there you go. Man, yeah. that sucks. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. <laughs> Have All a great right. day, guys. You too. All right. Uh, up next is Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Good morning. Hello. Hello, Hello. Garrett. What's up? Not much. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to tell us, bud? So I keep. My weed, of course, in my outdoor grill. Ah, your weed in okay. your outdoor grill. All right. So it keeps it from stinking anywhere in the house. Okay. Keep it safe from the kids because they're not going to open up the grill out on the back deck. Sure. Yep. And uh, keep my bongs in there, my pipes, <laughs> everything. And Let me ask you: Do you ever use this device to barbecue? <laughs> I do, and that's when it gets like sticky because I have to take everything out and yeah. put it somewhere else. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Well, all right. So, Garrett, do you have everything loose in there, or do you at least have a container? Put them in a container in there, so all you have to do is just take the container out. Well, correct. I have a cigar box for all the smaller stuff. Right, but yeah. the bongs, you know. easy. Right. But then there's just like a plethora of other crap that I got to Yeah, get like a little eat. toolbox. Like yeah. you, can, you can get like a little... Like, you need your tools. Husky toolbox. Yeah, yeah. You know? I did That's ask... a really it. good idea. Now, did you ever light it on fire? Because I did ask just where people keep things that they're not supposed right, to right, as right. well. <laughs> not yet. Okay, uh, yeah, because a grill, <laughs> you want to open up the, the, the lid. Could you imagine so. you start up the grill with all the weed in there? <laughs> <laughs> the entire neighborhood flocks over. Uh, thank you, Garrett. Appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to go to the other end, and we're going to talk to Joe, who was a police officer. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Where do you bud? Keep your weed, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a retired police officer, and I used to work in the chief's office, so we would get all the reports of unusual occurrences. So one officer thought it was a good idea to store his firearm in the oven, and he didn't tell his wife. <gasps> no. I mean, oh, uh, no. Joe. Wait, I mean, that, that's what 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 a lapse in logic. Did so? Did she 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 heated up the oven? Correct, and the firearm went off. No oh, like, but it did go off. Like multiple times, or it was just one bang? Uh, no, the ammo will keep firing off until you uh, get rid of the heat source. Oh, oh yeah. my so. God. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. So was was he home as well when that happened, do you know, Joe? 
That I, you know, I can't remember that. Because it'd possible. be like. He probably was because they, they always teach you to stay with your firearm wherever you are. Okay. So. All right. Oh, my so, God. So, so, Joe, in that case, was the officer, was he reprimanded, terminated? Oh, yeah. He, he lost probably between 10 and 30 days pay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, that's negligence. So. deadly. Wow. I, you would be surprised where police officers put their guns. You'd be very surprised. I can't say all of them on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oven wins, wow. as right. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate yeah. it, bud. We'll as, see you, man. As you oh said, why God. put something like that near a heat source? Like yeah. magazines? There are other ammo? places you yeah. could probably hide it. Yeah. That, uh, Where's your nitroglycerin? And at least oh, I keep that in the oven. tell yeah. your wife about it. Yeah. Uh, let's dynamite. see here. Um, and my dynamite's in the oven. Let me go to... There's so many good coals here. Uh, let me go to uh, Peter. Hi, Peter. Good morning. Who's Peter? We have a new one. Whore Peter. No, I have a Peter good. one. Nice Who's Peter? A whore Peter. You're a whore Peter. What's up, Peter? Listen, we rented a house in the Poconos. This is way back before Airbnb. And unbeknownst, uh, we went to heat up the oven one night, uh, the first night. And in our, well, prior to our arrival, the mice had decided to get into that little drawer under the oven where you keep your pot lids and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, well, mice turds really stink bad when they burn. Oh, wow. Really? I was trying to. Yeah, and I'm telling you. That's why Airwick doesn't offer a sense like that. <laughs> Fortunately. The, uh,. It was it was putrid. I mean, we were gagging, and in the middle of the winter, had to open the entire house up. It was probably five degrees at night. Any 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 guess how much uh, mouse poop was in there? Well, once we discovered the source and we opened up that drawer, of course, it's all metal. Oh man, there were dozens in there. There were no mice carcasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just turds. Wow. That's worse. All right, that sucks. Thanks, yeah. Peter. Appreciate wow. it. Yeah, I can imagine that heated uh-huh. feces has a whole other bouquet to it. Yes. I would imagine. Um, what is that scintillating <laughs> smell? <laughs> Let's go to Dom next. Hi, Dom. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, um, so my mom had this really thick old cutting board that was made of blue plastic back in like the 90s and we've kept it for years and uh she left it in the oven and told me to to warm the oven for a pizza and i you know neglected to look in the oven so i went about my day in my room and next thing you know we hear a loud boom and the whole house shakes so I run into the dining room. She comes from the living room, and we both kind of like stop, look at each other, and then look in the kitchen, and the whole oven's on fire. Oh my god! Oh, uh, so there's a bunch of smoke coming out, and uh, she's like, "I don't know what to do." And I said, "Call nine one one." She was like, "I don't know how." <laughs> so I you know, had to tell her the number for nine. Oh my god! What's the number for nine one one? So. Uh, finally, they show up, and of course, it's a bunch of my buddies from my firehouse. Right. So I'm like, "Hey, hey, chief, <laughs> hey, Nate, how's it going?" Hi. It's so funny um, because I actually recently just looked back in our dispatch cat and found the original call my mom made. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of ironic that you guys were talking about this. Wow. Well, let me ask you. All so, right. so did that 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 that, bla- that uh, plastic cutting board literally exploded? 
Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So we had to get a whole new oven. It was like um, cake on the inside. Is that common for, for plastic of that level to, to detonate? I no idea. Yeah. Wow. All right, I, just, I just thought it would melt. Thanks. I had one. Now, this is not a in the oven story, but one time this is way back when when I was in my cigarette smoking days, uh, and we were in my house, and we had, I was sitting there with a bunch of friends. We were at the table, we were probably playing quarters or something like that, and um, I uh, put my cigarette down in the ashtray, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden we just hear this ping. It's really loud. The glass ashtray. It's made for oh, cigarettes. For cigarette. yeah. yeah, shattered. Oh. Oh and the God. only thing we could figure out is it must have been from the heat from the cigarette, or I don't know what, but it, it Steve broke into That's tons insane. of pieces. That's insane. It's meant it was, for that. It's really weird. Did Michelle ask you how freaking stupid you are? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, let's see. There's another firefighter on the line. Yeah, we're going to go to Mark this time. Hi, Mark. Morning, bud. Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. All right. All right, Mark. We'll give you that one. Sandy. What's up, bud? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, one time we got a call for a kitchen fire, which is common occurrence. Happens about two or three times a week. Yeah. Uh, so on the way there, we get reports there might be uh, an elderly woman in a wheelchair stuck in the house. So we get in there, put a small fire, got up into the cabinets and stuff, but put the fire out. We rolled her out. Um, turns out because she lives alone and is in a wheelchair, she keeps everything in her kitchen on her lower level cabinets. Just the top cabinets were completely empty. Okay. Right. In her oven, in her oven, she kept her cereal boxes and preheated the oven and didn't take the boxes out. Oh. Almost burnt the whole house down. Oh. Yeah, I bet you that happens a lot. You're talking about someone who's wheelchair bound and they're looking yeah. for options. So that's why when you see like they, they'll design homes for veterans Thanks, Mark. Or, or, or people in wheelchairs, that's a big issue is sure. being able to pull down those those cabinets yeah. and, and access them or else you're putting your cereal boxes yeah. in the oven. And, yeah. and so we've got we've got a double oven thing. We usually mean that we use the one on the top, so that's at eye level. That's for cereal. But most uh, stovetop uh, oven combos that ovens down low. Yeah, and it might be easy for you to just store something in there. Just throw something in because it's real simple to get into. I keep my cat in there. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Well, we got started on this uh, because there was a um, singer, Catherine uh, Foster, Catherine McPhee Foster is her name, uh, and she left her kid's iPad in there. She was hiding it from them, and that's a pricey little... That's yeah. a pricey little yeah. casserole right there. The uh, oven is for food and firearms. Uh, so she had heated <laughs> it up and uh, and destroyed the whole thing. So uh, many people have had that type of thing happen before. Well, thank you for sharing. We appreciate yeah. the phone calls this morning. But I want to go ahead and take a break because we've got a couple of things coming up in the next segment. Uh, we have the Bizarre File. We have Crumb Bum Cash. And also, we are going to announce uh, a new product that is available. A yes. Preston and Steve product. A couple of new things, actually, that we're going to do what's called a flash sale. So we'll come back with the details and more. And I have a, a really funny, bizarre file good, story good. that I cannot wait to share with you guys. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we get to Crumb Bum Cash, you got like three minutes or so. I would like to announce, I'm going to need a drum roll and everything roll, in case we don't mind. Because uh, we have a new item, actually a couple of new items that are in the MMR Rock Shop. <laughs> One that I have been trying to get made for years has finally come together. And we had to find the right design and go just make sure it was the right product before we release this. So, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to introduce for sale now in the MMR Rock Shop. I kid you not, the Preston and Steve branded poop knife. Yes, it's true. Oh my God, it is years true. in the making. We have, we found out. I still agree that it's gross and stupid. The (laughs) phenomenon of the poop knife several years ago. We, yes, we didn't create the concept of the poop knife. We just wanted to offer a premium version of it. We just put our name on it. That's right. So Steve Jobs did essentially the same thing. So we, we, we became aware of the concept of the poop knife, poop knife several years ago where family members have actually left something like akin to a butter knife in the bathroom. Bathroom for when there are large BMs that they can't flush and they reach in the toilet and cut it up. This is not rumor. This is a fact. This is real. We have yeah. loads of people call. So we now have the Preston and Steve branded poop knife. And what's wonderful is on the handle, there's a little hole you can hang it on a hook in the bathroom. Which, how many times, Kathy, have you lost your poop knife when you needed it the most? Yeah. This is really just a new level of flow for us. It is on sale. Are you kidding me? I consider no, I'm this. Not. I consider this to be our finest hour, Absolutely. sir. Absolutely. I'm going to say, I'm declaring today our Independence Day. Thank you very much, all of us together. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> and the poop knife that we now have for you, friends. By so, the way, the deliberations back and forth on what should constitute the contours of the poop knife, the yes. color, the emblem, everything. So... What we went with was a was kind of a hard rubber yeah. uh, type of, of knife. We didn't want to do a, a metal blade. No, you don't want to bleed out. Well, and because we also want to we also want to have a chance to for you to purchase these, and it would be too expensive if yeah. we went that way. And and also we want a chance to give these away, and we wouldn't be able to get very many of them if we didn't go with something that was made this you way. You know what this is perfect for? What? Yeah. Dads and grads. Dads yeah, and grads. Yeah, and it's actually safe for the microwave as well. So that was another thing. Yeah, if you want, if you if you like yours hot, yeah. that I'm not a hundred percent. Sure. No, oh. I don't know if it's microwave safe Listen, or not. But. 
but well, I'll tell you, the material itself, by the way, will make it far easier to clean up as yeah. well, which we're assuming you're going to do, and unless if, you're a barbarian. If you really don't want to use it for poop, you can use it as like a butter knife or something. Or a, a, a batter spreader. Or a, I see. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, almost like a, a spatula. Of see? Sorts. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. We're selling butter knives? What a great idea. It's, uh, it's a poop knife. Uh, so now that's available at uh, WMMR.com in the rock shop, the Preston C. Poop Knife. Go and order them while supplies last. All right, we have a limited amount of these. You know, Kathy is Kathy's the kind of person who stood next to Orville and, and Wilbur and said, it's never going to fly. It's uh, never going to fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this flash sale will end Friday, October 13th. That's not the only product, but yes, Casey? Uh, well, I have a question because the one on display here is red, but it looks like there is a, uh, a choice to do different colors. That I don't know. Can, can we explore this real quick, Connor? No, nope, red's uh, the only red's color. Only, hey, no, red's yep. good. It's All red right. October, bro. You have a choice of red. That's right. Bring it to the Phillies game. Yeah! Billy's pride. Yeah, they will. Yeah, it's rubber. Night? It's not a knife. You know, gonna cut you with it. It's a no. blunt-ended a spatula it's of a, sorts. I Ooh. wouldn't. So you could take this to the Phil's game. I want everybody who purchased one of these, who is also going to the uh, NLDS, yeah. who is going to get tickets to an NLDS game, take a picture of your Preston red poop knife at the Phillies game. Tag us in it. You won't get anything, but we would love it. All right, and then. Uh, Cuts like a knife. Yeah. Great song. All right. And another item that we have. So we now have a new mug. It is. Now, we had the Preston and Steve Good Morning It mug. Yes. We now have the Preston, Preston and Steve Good Morning It slash Good Morning to See You mug. Another great defining moment in our nation's history. That is correct. So this is uh, not only the, the Good Morning It mug just had a picture of me holding up the coffee mug that says Good Morning It. On the other side of this one, you have Steve Morrison saying Good Morning to See You. So the exact exchange as you would execute it. Good yep. Morning It, Good Morning to See You. Yep. So you can now. In, in case you forget. How to respond to that. You can now get both the mug and the poop knife. I'd get a set. I mean, we are heading into buying, uh, you know, Christmas gifts now. Yes. Uh, so you can easily uh, go Hanukkah as well. purchase this uh, well in advance. Uh, and the flash sale ends on October 13th. So click the shop button at WNMR.com and get the brand new Preston and Steve poop knife and Preston and Steve good morning at morning. Just Steve a quick suggestion. Uh, buy the poop knife and use a Kathy as a coffee stir instead ah, of the poop yeah. knife. That's perfect. That's why it's a great set. There we go. All right, looking at the clock. Two minutes after eight. Here we go. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, the word is happy. H-A-P-P-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do that. You can enter it at WMMR.com or via the MMR app, or you can text it at the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is all sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word for you is happy, H-A-P-P-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour, so do it now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, stories, stories. Brought to you this morning from J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. You got junk, you want it gone, then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military, family-owned and operated, and you can visit J-Dog Removal, R-D-S-C.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, R-D-S-C.com. 
Well, a Texas man officiating a wedding in Nebraska over the weekend accidentally shot his grandson in the shoulder as the elder man pulled out a revolver to corral the crowd and begin the ceremony. Yeah! So he's Sorry about that, little fella. Call everybody over and start to fire a pistol. You still got another eye? Uh, Michael Gardner, who is 62, stands accused of one count of child abuse for negligently firing his Pieta 1860 snub-nosed revolver. Gardner simply intended to fire a blank into the air in order to get everybody to come up to the wedding. When he decided to cock back the hammer of the revolver, it slipped and it shot his grandson in the left shoulder, causing an injury. Wow. Uh, the defendant's 12-year-old grandson had to be transported to two different hospitals to deal with a gunshot wound. Uh, the sheriff's office said that the boy's injuries are not considered life-threatening. Uh, the sheriff said it was a blank. It was a uh, forty-five Colt ammunition. He put black powder into the casing and then glued it. Uh, and they believed that the glue was the projectile that injured the child. So he was making his own blanks. Uh, yeah, that's the wrong way to go. It was, quote-unquote, a blank that killed Brandon Lee. Yes. Gardner turned himself in on Monday, and the investigation determined the shooting was accidental and that alcohol was not involved in the incident. Well, a police officer has apparently been outed as an OnlyFans model last week after she pulled over a driver who subscribed to her content. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so excited. The Minneapolis PD officer is now being investigated by the department to determine if she broke any policy or guidelines by working as an erotic model. You're Sibian Slut 99. The officer is said to be a well-respected cop and has been recognized for her police work, but her side hustle has landed her in hot water. The driver said that he has been following her OnlyFans page for five months, and it took ten minutes to figure out who she was. He said... Uh, then we were doing a little talking and checking, and I was like, man, she got an OnlyFans page, and I'm on her OnlyFans page. Uh, Amazing. The driver said that uh, he's seen the 4th Precinct officer have sex and post explicit photos. He said, you got to go to the VIP, and you get to see the videos of her, and I guess her husband, they do full sex videos. So he's giving you the the, the, the tricks, how to get into the uh, the back uh, stage pass. Uh, yeah, the officer appears to have been running an OnlyFans site that offers a range of adult content, including pornography and customized videos for an undetermined period. I want to see this. Uh, the police chief has uh, confirmed that an investigation is underway to determine if the police department policy has been violated in any way. Uh, meanwhile, the driver says the realization changed his perspective during the stop. He said, you can't arrest me no more. I've seen your private parts. <laughs> is what? that the law? Uh, is there some sort of law? that According, it... according to him. Okay. All right. Here's my favorite story. Well, that was pretty good, that last one. All right. This is out of uh, Ontario. A gentleman by the name of Harry Dick... Yeah. Would Stop like it. the thieves who keep stealing the road sign that bears his name to grow up. This is uh, the local news who reported this, and uh, apparently he had said, All I want is some peace and quietness. Uh, he recently uh, front told the news from his home on Harry Dick Road. So the road is. Named Harry after him. Dick wrote. It is named after him. His family's been. I'll, I'll give you the, the yeah, whole backstory. But could you imagine living? No. On Harry no. Dick Road. No. Near Eganville, Ontario, west of Ottawa. Dick. His That's real why I moved off of a bushy vag. His yeah. real name is is John Henry, but he goes by. Uh, he's gone by. 
uh, Harry his whole life. Now, he was born on the rural property, and in 1957, he and his wife Lois moved into one of the three houses at the end of the 800-meter gravel drive. Uh, they've lived there ever since. Now, the family has called this place home for a century, five yeah. generations. Understood. Dick's grandson Doesn't now, matter. now lives next door <laughs> and runs a business in uh, town with his wife. They're if collect- I was there and I had a screwdriver, I'd steal it myself. Their collective memory is a bit foggy on exactly when Harry Dick Road got his name, got its name, but it's believed to have been in the 1980s or 90s when 911 emergency services arrived in that region. They're really in a rural area. Yes, you can tell. We're looking at pictures. Uh, so he said, Lois Dick said, uh, nobody asked us what to name the road. It was just named. And so Harry Dick Road. Well, people think that's very funny. And the sign started to disappear. Uh, they've been disappearing at a rate of three or four times a year since then. The township has tried greasing the steel pole to deter thieves and has reinforced the concrete at the base to prevent people from ripping out the whole thing. At a recent meeting, the township council even raised the possibility of welding the sign to uh, to its post. I'd like to raise the dick issue. The dicks said their grandson has considered electrifying the pole with a solar panel and once installed a camera to catch the thieves in the act. Well, that was stolen too. Lois Dick said, I think they're a bunch of idiots, <laughs> but they're very smart and they don't get caught. What? Uh, but what can they do with these signs? Mind you, they're clearly in a very rural place. I doubt they get a lot of traffic, but you there's no way you pass that sign Dude, up. everybody within yeah. several counties would know about yeah. Harry oh, Dick yeah. Road. I, I think it's a losing battle. <laughs> yep. Uh, she said, have you nothing better to do? I'd be really ashamed of my children or grandchildren if they thought they were doing something as idiotic as that. I'd probably high-five them. Faced with the cost and inconvenience of constantly replacing the sign, the township got in touch with some of the Dick's relatives and resolved last month to rename Harry Dick Road. Uh, the mayor, Jennifer Murphy, said, I'm all for it. It just makes life... Uh, easier, and I'm sure that they can find a perfectly appropriate name, although I think having a road named after you is so lovely, and it's kind of sad. Is is it Harold? Oh, I don't know. Is it possible? No, his name is John Henry, but he's gone oh, by uh, Harry. Harry. I know. Go, go back to John, you know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't named after him specifically. Somebody else in his family line. Because oh, there's no win in this one, yeah. Uh, so the council initially decided uh, to come up with a short list of three new names, uh, but it doesn't indicate what, they're, what they are what they want instead of Harry. They passed on Butthole. Harry Dick Road. Butthole Lane. <laughs> Me, you know what? Name the street one street over, Butthole Lane. Oh, that'd be and they'll go right past Harry Dick. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. All right, and then finally, one last story. A man from the Villages... In Florida. Yes. Is facing a year in prison after allegedly stockpiling erectile dysfunction medications and is accused of planning to distribute them. You don't know when the zombies are going to attack. <laughs> Federal prosecutors say Reginald Kinzer, 77 years old, had more than $1,800 in erectile dysfunction drugs sent to him, which he got without a prescription from a licensed doctor. I should the, take care of the weekend. The Justice Department says Kinzer planned to distribute the drugs locally and outside of Florida. Uh, the drugs were found during a search of of Kinser's home by the Department of Homeland Security while executing a search warrant. A trial is expected to happen in November. He could face up to a year in federal prison and a fine of up $10,000 if found guilty. And it's not his first drug arrest. He was arrested back in 2020 for possession of several drugs, including marijuana, MDMA, and psilocybin. He was found guilty in 2021 and given three years probation. But now he's been stocking up on Cialis and Viagra. But, but there's, they're pretty easy to get. Is, is there a black market for that? They're just stuff? expensive. Yeah. It's just really expensive. So I think he was going to... You know, probably sell? sell it for cheap, or maybe yeah. he got it for cheap, or I don't know how it works out. Maybe what you do is set up a little, uh, like, a lemonade stand at the end of Harry Dick um, Oh, that's yeah. perfect. I mean, you make perfect. Yeah. 
All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, uh, an event coming up Saturday at the Navy Yard. It is the return of the Mutt Strut. And we have with us this morning uh, the Community Outreach and Volunteer Manager of the 17th Annual Event, Allison Lamont, Yay! is here with us this morning. Hi there, Allison. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me today. Our pleasure. So, looking forward to a 17th year of this. Yes. And uh, the Navy Yard is such a great spot to have it. It's so perfect. It yeah. really is incredible. It and the event itself, while yes, it's a dog event, um, there really is something for everyone. We have activities for kids. We have vendors. We have great raffle prizes this year. So definitely come and check it out. It is a huge event. It has been marred sometimes by inclement weather, but yet it, it still goes on. It doesn't matter if you're out there. I'm one of the hosts with Kristen Herman, and we have uh, Sue Serio mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's an earlier morning event. So, but you know, to wrap up, you'll have the rest of the day. But uh, everyone loves to show off their their uh, their their dogs. It, it, even if you're morally opposed to putting a dog in a costume, <laughs> that you will see dogs that are just loving it. The best. Yeah, and and uh, it, it's an awesome thing. And again, all the vendors and all the things that just sort of correlate to being a, a pet owner are out there. And, Absolutely. you know, you'll, you'll get some new some new tips and, new, uh, and meet a lot of uh, like-minded people who are lunatics for the dogs. <laughs> and, and Paws does such great work. Let Thank us you. Tell us some of the stuff Paws does. Yeah, so um, Paws is, it stands for the Philadelphia Animal Welfare Society, and and we are a no-kill shelter in the city of Philadelphia. Our main priority is taking the most needed animals from animal care and control in the city and uh, finding them new homes. So the benefit of, I mean, this is my 17th Mutstrat. I've, I started going before I even worked at Paws. <laughs> um, and it is a really, really great event and it helps raise much needed funds so we can continue to do the life-saving work that we do all throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. And anyone, any of these things that works and, and, and is effective you you give them a good time. You give people a good time. So, Absolutely. So yes. just because people are looking at the, the weather, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, unless it's, I mean, I, I've been there when it's just a light light rain, and it still comes off fine. It's no problem. So I would encourage you to come on out. I'm going to be there, yes. and uh, you know you're going to be there. Damn it! <laughs> and you know what? Maybe the luck of the draw. Maybe it's a total uh, uh, farce, and it'll be a wonderful day. Who knows? I hope so. Yeah. It is. We do have a rain date. Um, okay. Last year, I feel people like people will ask me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We do. Have have a rain date. It's the following day. It's that Sunday. Okay. Um, and so far, the forecast looks great for Sunday. I wish somehow this universe <laughs> would move it to that Saturday, but we do have a rain date for Sunday just in case. And I do recommend everyone come out. We have doggy yoga this year. We're doing doggy tarot card reading. It's ridiculous and very, very fun. And you get to pet a ton of dogs and see animals in costume. Is there a dog that actually reads the tarot cards to you? Or is <laughs> You have your dog's future red. Honestly, this is our first year. We're just going to okay. see what happens. All right. <laughs> you know, see sniffing an ass in your future. <laughs> Try these things out. Uh, wow. The actual strut itself is fun, too. Yes. It's this whole group of people marching with their dogs and doing the... It's, it's a casual stroll. It's a lot absolutely, of fun. Absolutely. And we do have... Um, for folks who aren't able to make the full mile and a half, we do have a little bit of a shorter route that if you or maybe you have a senior pup that can't make it, we help direct you to do a little bit of a shorter stroll so that you can still enjoy the event with no problem. Yep. Is there any registration or anything required? Absolutely. So um, if you go to pausemutstrut.org, you can register ahead of time. I recommend it helps make the flow of things just go a little bit more quickly. Yeah. But if you wake up and decide, hey, I think I want to go today, we have registration at the event. It opens at 10 o'clock. And then the strut itself starts at 11 and usually the the actual full event lasts until about 1.30 or 2 o'clock. And great food trucks, by the way. Yes, yeah, great food trucks. 
trucks. We have awesome. great fr- food trucks, something for everyone. Cool. And if you can't donate, uh, you or if you can't go, uh, you can donate at phillypaws.org as well, right? You sure can, and You guys yes. are looking to raise how much this year? So my personal goal is always 150000 but okay. the overall pause goal is 125000 and all of that money goes right back to the work that we do all through the year. A lot of great organizations dealing with animal welfare in the, in the city and a lot of uh, a lot of great events, and this is just one of them, and uh, it's a good one. And 17 years going strong. It's great. <laughs> yes. All right, Saturday starts at 11 a.m., uh, so phillypaws.org, and Steve will be there, and our buddy Kristen Herman and Sue Serio. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much Good for luck with me. the event. Allison and the Mutt Strut. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Um, oh, you know what? Yes, let me do this. I want to mention this real quick, and I want to do a giveaway. Um, our friends from What a Crocker here, uh, and of course, they have a delicious home-cooked meals that are designed for your slow cooker. They're amazing. And we're going to do a special thing uh, for every order now through November. Use the promo code HUNGER. You get $10 off, and then What a Crock is going to donate $10 to the Camp Out for Hunger. Come That's on! Awesome. Pretty sweet deal. It's and great. Casey, I think they already did something awesome, right? As a matter of fact, they're going to kick everything off with a $500 donation. So everything wow. uh, that is raised will start at $500 and then move on. Excellent. Good people. Yeah. So do that. Go to whatacrock.com and use that promo code HUNGER. You get $10 off and that $10 is going to go to the Camp Out for Hunger. Love it. Pretty sweet deal. And they've already given us $500. So let's give away a $50 gift card for caller number 13 at 215-263-WMMR. We will take care of you. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR is cuckoo for food. Uh, food fighters, that is. We've got tickets to see the food fighters. Everything or nothing at all tour with the Hives at Hershey Park Stadium July 23rd. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. But you can listen to Pierre all this week for your shot at free tickets. Plus, this weekend, we're kicking it into Foo King High Gear with a Foo King ton of food tunes. And more free tickets up for grabs. MMR VIPs, get the foo over to WMMR.com for an extra chance to win. From the station that's crazy for foo and terrible puns. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is a longtime friend of the program. We've uh, spent time with him many, many moments over the years. Uh, forever. But we haven't seen each other in a little bit. And he is in our studio, most recently seen, hanging out with B- Billy Idol. Yeah. Right around our uh, barbecue. MM barbecue. Please welcome Bam Margera. Yeah. In the studio. Yo, dude. How you doing? Good, man. It's been a little while. Yeah, it has been. I, I bought a one-way ticket to hell and back. And I'll oh. explain. But I'm phenomenal now. Um, I've been, I have the Guinness Book of World Records of longest Florida shuffle, 15 back to back rehabs, usually 90 days apiece, but sometimes more. Luckily, I had phenomenal insurance, and the interventionist knows that if you have insurance, they'll find every reason to keep you there. So, <laughs> so now that I'm out, um, th- all that didn't work because I got forced into these rehabs, like sabotaged by friends or family saying, like, hey, Bam, come to Rooster's Steakhouse and have a nice fancy dinner. And it's not a dinner. It's just an intervention sabo. So I'm already ready to get out. Like, I can't wait to get out just to sip on a white claw and give you the bird. <laughs> so... so All that didn't work because I was already bitter about it. But when I was at my wit's end in L.A., I was um, at the Sunset Marquee, and uh, I've about had it because I... 
it's a legal matter with custody issue between Phoenix the Wolf, my five-year-old son, and Nikki, and, and all this stuff. And I just happened to meet the most phenomenal girl ever. Her name is Danny Marie right here. And I overhear at the Sunset Marquee Pool. And she's like, listen, I'm 43 years old. I'm Sicilian and Irish. I'm a runway model. I'm like... I'm Sicilian Irish. Yeah, and I was born in Jersey. I'm, like, I'm born in Philadelphia. Who are you? So she's like, I have had my wish that. And I just left my picture of a Marlins player from Miami. And I hopped with my two dogs and just ventured off. Because if I would have stayed with them, it would have been not good. So I'm like, I'm in the same boat. So we connected big time. She gave me an ultimatum, her pussoir or the vodka. So I picked the first option. <laughs> so that was the inducement. Listen, uh, we. It, I, I said to these guys when I went out and saw you. 45 you, days now sober. You look good. Yeah, man. You look that's good. Awesome. And you look good. That's something that we that's always been this throughout ever yeah. since the beginning you've always been very kind and generous to the show you've always supported charities you've always been yeah. you you and um you've been there and the, and the family and it, and you're near and dear to us so everyone you know you I, you've got to sense how many people you, you casually talk about bam you say people bring up all the great memories of things that you've done in entertainment you provided to them over these is can you hold on to that? Does that make you? Does that make you smile when you when you have your your down periods and so on and so forth? Is that something that um, you hold on to? I mean, uh, to tell you the truth, um, for the past three years, probably I. <sighs> didn't want to go out. I didn't want to see anybody. Like, my manager, Jack Tillery, would be like, bam, you want to make an appearance? It's two hours of signing. You'll make 20 grand. I'm like, nope. He's like, but it's 20 grand. It's so easy. I'm like, no. He's like, why not? I'm like, because I don't want to appear anywhere. I'm 237 pounds. I just got out of the Florida shuffle. I was on 18 different medications that, that all lead to, like, weight gain, hair loss, erectile dysfunction, stiff muscles so I can't skateboard, and suicidal tendencies. So, like, I was not a happy camper, and I was forced to take these things. When you're Baker acted or Marchman acted, you have to take it and show your tongue. And and on another matter, the whole jackass situation, they forced me to take all this stuff too, which made me such a zombie that I can't. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, yeah, do you, right. I, my my question for you is this: um, because, and listen, I'm not you, yeah. and I'm not like super close to you, but as an outsider looking in, it seems as though all of these people. Feel like, or at least are trying to have your best interest in mind. Do, do you know what I mean? I like, know what they're, you're they're, they're not trying to do harm to you, yeah. right? But but this is what I figured out. There's a certain way that people say things, kind of like Steve O, Knoxville, and Novak. They don't say like, "Yo, Bam, how you doing? How you been?" It's more like, "So how you doing?" I'm like, "I'm good, man." Oh yeah, is that what you want to keep telling yourself? It's like, what do I keep telling myself? No, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Oh yeah, why don't you keep telling yourself that? Like, it's like they're talking down on you, and no. I like that vibe. So I can tell you, as somebody who has, uh, you know, who's gone through. Uh, you know, some issues with like substances and stuff like yeah. that. And, and I, and I have like sober friends. The weird thing is, is like, if I see somebody that I know from like, like a program yeah. and I see them out in the wild, yeah. it's a weird thing where, um, like, like I'm walking out of Wawa and I see somebody, we, I lock eyes with them on purpose yeah. to sort of like yeah. show them that I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, so, so they're not, I, I'm telling you this, like as somebody like in the program, like they love you and they, and they want nothing but the best for you. So they're not going really, yeah. it's more of like a, like, I hope you're doing well. My, yeah. my brother you know? is, is, uh, is, uh, how many years sober now? It has to be a tremendously long time. He's, he's, you know, super proud of him. It's the same thing, man. Yeah. And, and 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 there were times when he would say he was thinking your reaction.
reaction is exactly the same. Like, what's their game? Yeah. And when he just like, because I mean, we we do, you know, obviously. And I, I guess it can get it can get annoying to have people we we care about you, we care about you, but yeah. He processed it the way that Casey's talking about. Like, no, it's that there's a real, a real desire to see you come out of this. Because I yeah. walk in there and I was so happy to see you looking like Bam. You yeah, know, and, and and it's it's hard to like right now. I didn't have any, like, I had the love of skateboarding before. I love to do it. I love to invent new tricks. I love to invent new transitions that nobody's ever done before. But having stiff muscles and just being heavy, and, and I even saw a doctor in 2013. He said that from alcohol dehydration and all the pills, my legs are like dry rotted rubber bands, and they don't even know if they can come back to normal. He's like, if you reach down and touch your toes, it might just pop. And it did. I was out for a year from that. Wow. So, well, let me ask, I, I let me thought ask. I was doomed, but now Danny is. A certified stretch coach, a fitness trainer, and and she stretches me over an hour every single day, and I feel like my legs are back to being twenty one again, and I can't. I just want to skate all day again. So I never thought that that would happen anymore. At, at the like, height of your deal, I remember. I remember there was an interview I read with you. This is when Viva La Bam was on. Yeah, and you're saying that the, that we enjoy doing the show. Yeah. The one thing that just sucked is that you were you on on an average day would do five hours of skateboarding exactly, and you couldn't even do that. Yeah. So so. Finding your passions, giving yeah. yourself the permit, you know, the ability to just enjoy what you enjoy and relax. And has skateboarding, have you been able to do it? I've seen some, I follow you on Instagram and, and I see you getting back on the board. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Are you loving it purely for what it is? Before, I was just doing simple tricks just to please my friend. Like, here, I went to FDR. I did a blunt of fakie. You happy now? I'm leaving. Yeah. But now I'm like, yo, let's skate all day. My legs are back. I don't feel off balance or top heavy. Like, my legs feel good. Let's go. So, um, but I mean, with Viva La Bam, it was 65 episodes. I had $300,000 to spend per episode, once a week I would blow 300 grand on flying people in, flying people out, blowing stuff up and yeah. fixing it. So, um... When you have 40 people on set that are getting paid to be the grip dolly guy, the director, yeah. the producer, all these people, when you do a skate trick and it takes me two hours to land something hard, it's one second of screen time. Right. They're like, dude, we, we can't. They're like, so what are you trying? I'm like, I'm trying to switch, kick, flip, backside, tailside. He's like, well, why can't you just do a regular tailside? I'm like, because it's too easy. I'm right. a pro. I can't do They're like, Dude, we're giving this to MTV 13-year-old kids. They don't know the difference. Just do a tail slide. We need to move along here. So my five hours of skating all day slowly turned into two, slowly turned into one, slowly turned into none. Right, right. And, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So getting back on it, it's funny. And uh, you talking about, you know, the weight or whatever. Yeah. A lot of times in your mind, this matters tremendously to people. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Anyone who... And I can say this because... We all we talk about it all the time on the show. Oh, this is going to be something that people are going to notice. This is going to be something that people are going to pay attention to. No, yeah. you build it up in your mind, and 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 once you get, I I remember years ago when I first got the vitiligo, my vitiligo. I go, this is going to be, you know, uh, this is going to be something, and I was I talked myself into this. Oh my god, this is going to look ridiculous, and 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 now I I don't I forget I freaking have it, <laughs> yeah. and, and so because you realize people don't. Oh, you're a splotchy Irish guy. Oh, yeah, well, that's where you're supposed to be. So, you know, for you, I think you tend to build these things up in your mind and, and, um, the people who enjoy uh, what what BAM is and what you've done and what you've provided over the years, I, they don't. I mean, I'm, I I can't say categorically, but yeah. it's my best guess. 
they don't give a damn about that stuff. Yep. They want to see you do well. Does yeah. that, that, that's what I noticed. Like, I always feel like I have to do something hard or do a trick that no one's seen before. But they just want to see me on a board. Even if I'm pushing down the street in, in Philly. I'll go like, one step yeah, further. Yeah. I'll go one step. They just want to see you. Yeah. They just want to know you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, we talk about when we have these different bands, you know, obviously, you know, Slayer and all that yeah, stuff yeah. over the years. <laughs> yeah. These bands now hit a point and they're like, like Billy Idol. Yep, yep. Billy Idol doesn't have to prove anything. Anything nope. to anybody no, anymore, he does not. and neither do you. Yeah, you, you can you can now sort of you can breathe in, right, guys? When you with these bands, and it's like yep. it's like the best time. Yeah, and and I mean, it should be the best time for you. Well, well, right, it is right now. I'm super happy because um, I realized that. I've been masking everything with alcohol. I'm going through like five different lawsuits. It's just, you know, and, and I don't even want to deal with it. I mean, they're getting all handled now, but like I realize when I look at the whole big picture, I'm dealing with some idiot named Matt who showed up my house when I was at a Post Malone concert. I wasn't even there. He said, Bam got me all drunk and I did a wheelie into my ex-wife Missy's car and because she went to the Post Malone. So he smashed into a Range Rover. He fake got hurt and now he's trying to get everything from me. And my buddy Lucas was like, Bam, I was best friends with that guy and now I can't stand him. He said he was specifically going over your house to fake get injured to try to get everything because he has a friend that's a lawyer. I'm like, good to know. <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> then I have a custody battle of, of about Phoenix. I have an issue with my brother. So because I went to California uh, at 237 pounds, I met up with my, I call him the shaman wizard. His name is Naveed. He would knock on the door at five o'clock in the morning sharp and make me hike eight miles up a mountain every single day. And I became 170 in a matter of like three months. Yeah. So um, I pretty much told my brother, you could have the house while I'm away. I'll probably be gone for a year or two or three. But uh, if He's like he got. He's like I got Prince's soundboard from Purple Rain. I'm like what? He's like I'm turning the house into a recording studio. I'm like wow. let's go. How did you get that? He's like, well, Fireball Jim from Fireball Ministry works at Dave Grohl's studio in Studio City. He said that they're clearing out Paisley Park in Minnesota. If you leave right now from Philly, you can have it. He's like I'm on my way. Wow. So I guess I showed up to my house and uh, unannounced. Thinking that I would be welcome at Castle Bam, being I own it. <laughs> and the first thing my mom says is, oh, so when are you leaving? Not how long are you staying. Yay, how long are you staying? So when are you leaving? I'm like, when am I? What? And then my brother turned into everything. It, everything just kind of sucks. Jess, what's wrong? What just kind of sucks? What just kind of sucks? Well, you know, I usually have a vitamin water in the fridge for my daughter Ava when she visits on Friday and somebody drank it. It just kind of sucks. Well, hold a second. Go down to Wawa and get another. I'm like, you know what? You just kind of suck. Get out of my house. Well, hold, hold a second there, man. <laughs> so, so we, but we hear you talking like this and it's like, yeah. I mean, to me, and like with my brother and I think what Casey's saying, it's, is it uh, honestly... This two show, Pat. If you don't let that go, yeah. if you just don't let, if because I can even see it now, yeah, it's twisting you up, and yeah. and and you, and you know it. I think you know it. I can tell I, you I know, know it. I know. If you don't let it go, I'm in a I'm in a Britney Spears situation. Yeah. That's why I got this tattoo on my neck that says Britney Spears. <laughs> Oops, they did it to me too. <laughs> but wait, during that incident yeah. when you went to the house, were you sober? Uh, no, I was pretty larry up. Okay, so don't you think? But don't you think <laughs> that was? Don't you think that was the problem? Don't you think that's what they're mad at? Not your. No, is what the problem is. Is that when I'm home, all the skaters know that I'm home, so they'll be skating while they're trying to record music, which ruins the flow of their music. And uh, you know, I. 
Jess was pretty much, my brother was pretty much saying, like, welcome back. We're glad you're home. So I grab his phone because it was connected to a JBL speaker. I said, you got to hear this song that you never heard before. It's going to be awesome. His phone goes bling, and it's a three-way conversation with the other people at the music studio. And it says, dude, Bam is ruining our flow. We have to either get him back to California ASAP or 5150 him for no reason. I just lost it. I grabbed the first thing off the wall, which is a signed Billy Idol acoustic guitar, and I either hit him with it or hit the the countertop well i don't know but i went ballistic and then um i told uh, my brother's girlfriend that i'll put a bear trap on her foot now i just landed with no luggage and you've been living at the house for three years you know i don't have a bear trap and i put my hand in a bear trap on jackass too and it didn't even break it so cool your jetpack i don't need a terrorist to death threat <laughs> well wait a second wait a second <laughs> see again this this that level of stuff, and, and obviously you're very angry about all that. Besides that also, you and we would caution you to say, don't say something that's going to come back and bite you in, yeah. in court. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, that's, and that was one of the things, and it's actually one of the worries we talked about, you know, because we, we, we do care about you. We didn't want to be, you know, yeah. get, get, get you into worse situation because we, one thing I clearly know through all this, it's yeah. crystal clear, you love your son. Oh, you yeah. love your son more than I, I, anything. When I, the, just, on the Instagram videos yeah. alone, you can't judge a lot through the prison of social media. But when you're with that kid, mm. you're all you're loving life. I know. So you can't do anything to screw that up. Yeah. And you know that. Well, I mean, I'm like paying rent for Nikki in Burbank, California, but she won't even give me the address. I don't know why, but like I'm driving around Burbank. It's just it's just such yeah. a mess with the lawyers and everything. But everything is a blessing in disguise because Danny and I flew back to Pennsylvania for my court date when we were living in Los Angeles. I parked the Bentley at short-term parking at LAX Airport. We boarded her two dogs because we thought we'd be back. Well, the judge says, you can't leave the state of Pennsylvania till the next court date. I'm like, well, when's that? They're like, in two or three months. I'm like, we live in California. My car's parked in the airport. He's like, ain't my problem. I'm like, yeah, it's mine, and it's a big one. Luckily, Danny was there to fly back. Get the dogs, get the Bentley, and drive here. Wow. And I'm like, and not to mention, I can't even go home to Castle Bam. So what do you want me to do? Stay at the Motel 6 down near the airport? Like, wh- where do you expect me to go? Luckily, my friend Ed Duff, who's a pro skateboarder for Birdhouse, Tony Hawk's company, uh, his dad owns Duff Electric, and he has all these properties around the Doylestown area. So, like, so you're out there this now. really nice greenhouse with an indoor pool and hot tub, right. which now <laughs> kind of blows because I was sentenced with this alcohol monitor <laughs> that it can't be submerged. I can take showers, but I can't. Can't get the hot tub or something. Right. And then I can't have cologne because there's alcohol. I can't have mouthwash and I can't have hand sanitizer. So I can't even smell good or be clean. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I want to go back to something you said a moment yeah. ago, and it was uh it was important. You yeah. said you said that uh you've been masking all this stuff with booze. Yeah. Um and so you, you've, you've come to that realization now. Yeah. Did it take being sober for a little while to figure that out? Yeah, and actually this ankle hole monitor, I mean, it sucks to skateboard with, but um, it... There was twice I was really tempted to drink, and I would have if I didn't have this on. Because, dude, okay. if I even have a sip of a Miller's Light, I'm going to jail for three months. So it ain't worth it. But, but the boredom when I'm at, whenever I'm bored, I, I spot an Irish pub down the way. I'm right. like, that looks like fun. I understand and then I that. Do that. But she yeah. has me on such a schedule regimen that as soon as we wake up, we go to the gym, then we hike with the dogs, then we get some lunch, Good. then then I go skateboarding, and then I'll do something like a photo shoot, read a book, or do some artwork, whatever. It's it's a f- completely fulfilled, fun, scheduled, structured thing, which I never had. I never had a nine to five job, never had a boss tell me what to do. Yeah. So I would I would sleep at four a.m. or or I would go to bed at four at night. It 
didn't matter. I, right. I would go to bed whenever I was tired. Yeah, having structure is going to help you out. That's that's the key. Without question. And structure so those couple key. of occasions where you said, you know, I, I would have drank if I could have. Yeah. In hindsight, you look back and go, man, I'm glad I didn't drink, you know? 100%. Because now I'm waking up at 6 a.m., which I never have done before besides hiking with the shaman. Mm-hmm. But... Whenever I drink and I tell you I'm going to meet you at noon at FDR to go skate, all bets are off if I'm drinking. Right. I'm like, I'm hungover. I'm not making it today. Right. You know, and it's, that's just the way it is. And, and and it's such a vicious cycle that when you wake up hungover, you go, you know what? If I have a beer, I'm going to feel pretty good. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? I feel pretty good. If I have another one, I'm going to feel great. And then right. I feel great. If I have another one, I'm going to feel phenomenal. And then by then, you're hungover as hell again. So where do you see yourself in six months? I know you have to take it one day at a time. And yeah. that's, uh, that's a, the credo, mantra yeah. for sure. But, I mean, and Casey, you, for somebody who's been in recovery as well, do you also look down the road a little further and go, here's where I'd like to be? You, you try not to. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. yeah, I don't yeah. know these things. Well, so. I mean, listen, it's, it's it's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And and I know for myself, it's like uh, you, you you tend to start to make reservations. Well, if this happens, then I'm going to go drink. Yeah. Or if this happens, and, yeah. and uh, you know, you can come up with, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people uh, who have, you know, decades clean and... Uh, you know, one in particular, he says to me, you know, if you ever think of a reason, you know, to go out and get drunk, he goes, please call me and tell me. Yeah. Because if it's a good enough reason, I'll come with you. Right? <laughs> and uh, because I'll come in with the, you if it's a good enough reason. And in the 35 years that he's been sober, he's never thought of a good enough reason. So yeah. well, isn't, isn't case isn't isn't the whole idea, too, is that and bam, the the um, and my brother would even say this is that the, the the alcohol was was it's a symptom. It's a symptom that that there there's some. Something you know, and you know this for Christ's sake. You've yeah. been now through this the, the programs enough. So, uh, are, do you feel you're addressing that part away from the alcohol? Yeah. Do, do you feel better about other things? Because I, I, I mean, hearing so you talk, you're right still now. twisted up about a lot. Yeah, like like when I. When I didn't, when I was sober, you know, you know, Steve-O and everybody would be like, dude, if you stay sober, you'll see that all these cool things will start happening. Well, to me, nothing cool is happening because I was forced to do $800 of therapy twice a week, $800 of neurofeedback twice a week, uh, obligated AA meetings. Like my whole day was just fulfilled with, with things that I was forced to do and nothing neat was happening. And I also wanted to just open up a can of anything with alcohol in it just to give the bird to everybody who forced me in and sabotaged me. But now... Like I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna try to do it this time. I'm doing it yeah, because kind of. because I know for a fact that I don't want to be that way anymore. I've spent way too much time getting all larried up, and it took me watching footage of me thinking I was getting golden footage. I'm like, man, we got gold last night, and then I download it in the computer, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like slurring my words, repeating the same story twice, yeah. and I'm not even making any sense. This is not gold. This is the exact opposite. I need to cool my jetpack. Well, I wanna I wanna be clear. <clears throat> I'm looking at the text messages coming in yeah. uh, concerning the the interview, and they're mixed. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are very happy that you're doing better. Other people think this is a bad idea that you're coming on the show like this. And I want to be upfront and and uh, let people know that Bam reached out to us, yeah. wanted to come on the show, and we actually had a discussion about it. Is this a good idea? Is this not a good idea? Because we've been concerned having our, our relationship with you over the years. Yeah. We've been concerned about you watching what's going on yeah. publicly yep. in your world. Yeah, and we've yeah. talked about it many times on the air. Man, I hope he gets it together. Man, I hope things start getting better for him. And so, and, that, and that's sincere. Part of the reason we wanted to have you on to go ahead in case he had spoken to you was like we wanted to talk to you in person and yeah. tell you how we feel as well. Yeah. Because this was going to be our chance to see you in person. 
and to see that you're doing better, and you definitely look like you're doing better, yeah. Yeah. but you're still hanging on to a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a whole right. lot of what stuff was, in your world that really gets to you. Is what set it all off was <clears throat> the whole jackass situation. Now, first of all, I got thrown under the bus by Nikki by the, her calling up jackass, saying that I'm all messed up on alcohol and drugs or whatever, and and that pretty much... But were you? Um, were, you were you messed I, up on drugs I, I mean, and alcohol? I mostly alcohol, but yeah. I mean... You know, if some, something arrived here and there, I'd probably take it, but it was alcohol. Yeah. But, um, so, in Jackass 2, I got high-fived for good press when I was drunk at the LAX airport and I had brass knuckles in it because yeah. it said, can, can I, I Def Jam. They said, good press, the movie's coming out. <clears throat> now, I'm 43, yeah. and I was simply just drunk at the Lux Hotel yeah. out front, and I got a public intoxication, and now I'm a liability that I had to sign a contract that I didn't even read, vulnerable in rehab, that I had to pay to do $90,000 in 90 days with $800 therapy, neurofeedback, sober link four times a day p-test randomly and and it just became not fun okay. i would go on the set and and usually we'd we'd dork around and slap high fives but this time it was like oh i breathe in the thing oh you're lucky that you're not on alcohol now go film and be funny it's like well i don't even feel like being funny now yeah. well, bam, let me let me yeah. so to that point um and and so i think honestly and i i hear exactly what you're saying right yeah. now there hey that's the lunatic. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, um, yeah. I, 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 listen, we had an interview recently and, and that, that came up as well. When someone is expected to be the F up, when someone is expected to be the crazy guy, and there's a lot of people in the, in the industry, the movie industry, or other yeah. people that are going to make a lot of money if you do get that kind of, you're feeding into the lunatic jackass guy. Yeah, but yeah. then when that all, that circus leaves town, you're left this guy. And I don't want to add to the victim feeling because you're, you know, you're not. You're going to own your life. Yeah. You're going to do right by your son and do all that stuff. And you know there's a lot of... And right in this room who care a lot about you. So I think... That's part of it. You've, as you just said, oh, I'm in the, I, you know, I am on TMZ. I got this, and 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 yeah. oh, that's good press for the movie. And suddenly they start to realize, well, it's impossible to insure this guy, yeah. and well, all this stuff is happening. Yeah, and 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 so that's the that's the double edged sword. Yeah. And but left in the wake of it is you trying to get your life back on track, and and. I mean, you you know you can do it. Yeah. Don't I would but, almost say what is what I want to say is, is that Jackass waiting for Jackass for ten years. That's what I love to do. That is what ha, would have gotten me sober if they didn't put me on all this. And and here's the thing, but that wouldn't so, have done it. No, that, no, that, but well, that, no, because I'm doing what I love to do again. Right. I was sitting at Castle Bam, just basically sipping on a beer, counting deer in my backyard. <laughs> I was so bored, and I'm like, oh, with Jackass, we're gonna do it. Yay, let's do it. It was perfect motivation for me to get sober but then they pulled all this on me and i'm like so wait a minute if i pay 90 grand for 90 days of rehab and then i wind up you know having a beer and i get caught what well, then what happens then you're not in a movie so then i don't get my five million dollars and i just ate ninety thousand. so long story short i had to sue him it took two years of me pulling my hair out and finally when it happened I'm happy with the outcome. Well, let me let me ask you this, and Casey, I, I, your input on this, please. Yeah, yeah sure. So, so uh, it, until until you clear that stuff off the plate, yeah. I, I think you need it, the best thing for you to do because it keeps going. Jackass ain't happening. You, you're, what you're doing is you're totally disavowing the possibility that the next phase of a clean, 
happy, bam, yeah. could generate some of the best work of your life. Yeah. It's not over. It's not over. Yeah. You're a talented guy. I remember that you're you're, you're directing. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I told you, you're a damn good director. Mm. All that's waiting for you there. But that, you're, you have this, like, you know, in, in Scrooge Marley pulling that chain of all that stuff of the past. Oh, yeah. That's you. Yep, yep. You know? And and now I'm doing what I love to do. I'm I'm I never really liked going to the gym, but when I come out, I'm like I'm happy I did that. Now I'm stoked to go to the gym. Excellent. I can't wait to go skate. And and it's hard to determine now what is funny at the age of 43 because mm. when I was 16, I was an adolescent mm. punk. I would order a soda at the Wendy's and then say fire in the hole and throw it right back at the lady. If right. I did that at the age of 43, people would like, bam, you belong in a metal institution. Right. If I kicked the door open while my dad was taking a crap and beat him <laughs> up, they'd be like, bam, you're 43. He's like 70. What are you doing? Right. You belong in a metal institution. But it's funny when you're 16, so yeah. it's very hard to That determine. holds true for so much in life. I yeah. mean, man, you know, do you, do you think that you might be able to at some point in, uh, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people that you are blaming for for issues in your life, uh, a way to maybe let that that stuff go eventually. I'm not saying just right now, stop, drop it, let it go. No, I get it. You know it's, what it's I mean? It's just a slow process, you know, because it's hard. Once once the all the five different lawsuits. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, here's a matter that Nikki and I could have figured out in two minutes. Hey, Nikki, when's a better time to FaceTime Phoenix? the wolf is high noon on wednesday better or is thursday better but we're up to a hundred and thirty thousand dollars of this matter that her lawyer david glass is just pushing on and on and on and i haven't seen him in 200 days and i'm not allowed to until the court date is set but do you think i mean uh you know uh, uh, you uh the question really is uh we're gonna have to wrap up shortly i know by the way. Yeah. but the motivation right. behind that yeah do you think the motivation is really to be an a-hole to you to be evil to you or do you think the motivation is to protect the child that she loves more than anything in this universe well, you know, and it's not to say like she doesn't know what your intentions are. All yeah. she knows is what she has experienced, like, you know, and and she can only uh, judge based on what has happened in the past. I think she had a premeditated motive to lock me up and throw away the key. And uh, once I got into rehab in Florida, I got ghosted the entire time. I had a 15-minute phone call a day, and I would call her off the hook, and I'd be where were you? And she'd be oh, I was by the pool. I'm like, well, why couldn't your phone be by the pool? Oh, I was on silent. Well, why couldn't you put it on ringer? Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, sounds uh, like a pretty standard. Uh, you know, husband and, and wife like uh, again. So you hear all these intricacies and all these things that you're you're juggling with. Again, yeah. it's a lot. It just weighs on you. Mm. It, and again, to Preston, who is not being dismissive when he says, "If you can kind of move that." Yeah. And oh, uh, listen, I've Am never, I, I've never been, I've never been an alcoholic. I've never been had these issues that you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, people that you got to realize there are people who are fighting for their lives with cancer and all this stuff. Contextually, yeah. you can, you can. Can do this, and that's. Pro- I don't even know, Casey, if that's the wrong thing to say to someone. No, no, you can. Yeah. What one man can do, another can do. And you know, one thing that, like, and, and I sought therapy as well, in addition to everything else that I was doing. And the hardest thing for me to do, yeah, was to let go of resentment. Yeah, it was, and I spent. 
hours yeah. and hours uh, weekly yeah. going, you know, and hey, pray for, I'm not, I'm not praying for, <laughs> I'm not praying for that person. Yeah. That. No, no, no. And wish for nothing but the best for that person. Yeah. So like all these people that you have a disdain for and that you have a resentment for, yeah. I'm telling you from my experience and from the experience of countless other people that have, that have moved on with their, with their lives, um, if you can learn how to let go of any of the resentment and yeah. any of the blame and just move on. Because at this point, everything that has happened in the past, uh, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's it's why gone. I'm dealing it's with gone. the Simon Wizard. He has nothing negative to say about anyone or anything. But yeah, it's, it's hard. hard to hit a rock bottom. Most people who hit rock bottom, they're broke as a joke. They're digging in the dumpster for a peach pit. Their mom said to F off. Their yeah. friend said to F off. They have nowhere to go. Damn, I was but, welcome but everywhere. You, I, you never, I never arrested. You can't tell yeah. a millionaire... How does a millionaire hit rock bottom? I mean, if even if you wreck your car, all right, neat, I got another one. Oh, I wrecked that one drunk. Well, cool, I have another yeah. one. Well, let me ask uh, you. You know, like... When was the last time you saw your son? 200 days ago. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. That is... I mean, do you... Do you that's got to be That's got to be, be low. 201 and, and tomorrow, two hundred. Every day I have to wake up and all I want to do is hug him. But I know that tomorrow I'm probably not going to because he's 3,000 miles away and I'm probably not going to be able to FaceTime him either because the court date ain't set. Well, I will say you know, this. Like I will it's, say it's, this. It's, it's driving me bonkers. You are on your way. Yeah. yeah. I promise yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. on yeah. your way to seeing him, yeah. to hugging him, to kissing him, <laughs> to like doing all those things that you want to do with... Yeah. The person that you love more than any, and 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 just based on that, I also want to let you know that the way you feel about Phoenix, okay, your mom and dad feel that way about you, okay. Yeah, I, it's just you know, man, we just love you to death. Well, they love do. me to life, mom. They do. <laughs> well, listen, we they do. The main Get reason your stuff together. Well, mom, my stuff is at Castle Bam, and because of you guys, I can't go there. I'll go to jail. So how am I going to get my crap together? If you really want to see your kid again, you got to start taking ownership and stop blaming everyone else. Yeah, man. and and like honestly, I, I say this out of a position of of caring about you, um, but. Every time we asked you a question about anything, you immediately blame somebody yeah. else. And and I, yeah, Casey is a hundred percent right, man. You got to start here too. It's, I'm it sure is, that it's hard. Yeah. To hear. I'm sure it's hard for five of us to talk to you in a way. When I you don't just like. Wanna, I don't like when you just want to say the yeah. things that you that you want to say. But I, I, I'm, I would just beg of you to listen more, uh, talk less, and take ownership for the things that you have done instead of automatically blaming other people. And I, and I bet you, if you do those things, just, just on in the process, as you're getting better, you'll see your son sooner than you think. I, and yeah. I hope, I hope yeah. you do. I hope you get to hug him soon. Well, I I mean, really this do. is honestly the first time I've been genuinely happy in probably five Look, years. That's so a great step. You know, like before, I would probably fake it or just admit I was miserable. And just, you know, in- but now I'm genuinely happy and, and I I'm excited to wake yes. up in the day. Great. There's been times where I'm like, I wouldn't even want to get out of bed because I had no desire to do anything. Well, that's that's one of the reasons we want to have you here yeah. is to kind of encourage that. And we knew things were starting to head in the right direction yeah. and kind of pass along our encouragements to you that we like, you know, to, we like seeing this side of you. You look great. You look great. Yeah, you're looking you better. We've known you a long time. We've known you for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so. lost nearly 100 pounds. I think I might treat myself to that relish hot dog stand <laughs> down, in, uh, down in McDade Boulevard. All right, I'll, I'll take you. Let's go. All right, well, Let's listen, yeah. we got to wrap up, man. But, dude, yeah. stay the course. 
Do the right thing yeah. and and keep getting better. Okay. Yeah, rock and roll. The next time you're in here, you will have lots of photos of you and your son together. That uh, recent photos, and then it'll, you'll be in that place you want to get to. Well, that, so just stay stay the course. All that's right? my genie of the lamp wish. And all before right. I go, make sure you check out my luggage before I get on my flight to Tampa. <laughs> okay, luggage. Okay, that's it. What's that's in there? <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh my God! Smokes and uh, a book and some sunglasses and what else? Can uh, I have the rest? Of, can I have the cash? There's a little bit of money in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh there's just um there's just a tiny bit of money. The hell is oh my god. Oh, it's actually not a tiny bit. Okay. Uh, no, it's not a <laughs> tiny it. bit of money at all. Bam, he, even organized. Scarface put him in piles. <laughs> all right, we got it. It's not even organized. <laughs> we got to take a break. All right. Bam Margera guys, yes. we'll be back yes. in a moment. Stay yeah, with on. us. All right. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Can I share something personal with you guys? Yes. Because I think I came to a realization um, today, and this is really hard to say, but I don't think I'm ever going to win the lottery. I just don't think it's going to happen. I bought tickets yesterday. Oh, man. Up to one point four billion. Do it again. Yeah. Shut up. What? No, buy the tickets again. I know. I bet no, I he's just saying shut up. Win. I think it was just throw, yeah. Just shut up. Well, <laughs> have you <laughs> thought my money away? Making a deal with the devil? <laughs> I'd say this, Preston. I came to this knowledge a long time ago uh, that this would be the case, and you know, it really cemented it. Mm. That I still remain the one person on the show that Mrs. Cho's didn't say good luck to. Me. Yeah. <laughs> she gave me a little good luck yesterday. Yeah. It's at one point four billion for Powerball. I think so. she recognized in me someone who's resigned himself to never win. Um I think Mega Millions had a winner the other day though. They yeah. broke it down. And we were right, by the way. The the amount of uh, if yeah. you if you take the, the lump sum, yeah. Five hundred million. 
It's, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I could deal. I could. I could probably survive with that. Do something with that. So yeah. with, right. with the interest generating. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, the, your money will make you, uh, in interest alone, you're going to have, you know, a, a fabulous wealthy. salary. Right. So I, uh, Preston, I need to admit something, too. Okay. Um, when I woke up this morning and I saw that nobody won, I was happy because I wasn't able to buy a ticket You yesterday. didn't buy tickets, see? I and therein lies the, yeah, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And, and I, I know was... me, I will buy more tickets I will for too. Saturday. I hope um, you lose since you told me to shut up. Well, listen. <laughs> Biag, he wants um, you to lose. No, I, there's something that you you told me oh, this yeah. morning. I don't know what it is. You saw something. It was on the way in today. Something like that. And I've chuckled throughout the morning, thinking thinking back to it. it okay, so I was driving. Uh, I get off the Schuylkill Expressway, driving down Belmont. I I drive this almost every day. Sometimes no, I, you change your route every day, Kathy. Right. Yeah. Well, right, yeah, Steve, yeah. sometimes I miss my route and I go to City <laughs> Avenue. Um, so I'm driving down Belmont and I see something off to the side of the road. Because sometimes you'll see animals. You'll, oh, I see fox, deer down Belmont deer. all the time. Oh, we all saw a ton time. of them yesterday. Yeah. So I saw something. And I was like, oh my God, that that guy is big. What is that? And I'm and I'm like, he's sitting down. Like I was like, it looks. And I, I slow down and I stop. And I'm like, look, I'm like, it looks like a llama. <laughs> like, is there a llama on Belmont? Like I... My heart started to beat. I was like, Wait. I, and, and I must have I'm had be it. famous. I must have had it in my mind because I saw llamas at the Elmwood Park Zoo a couple yeah. weeks ago. And so I was like, there's a llama on Belmont. <laughs> so for a quick second. So it was standing on the street or off? It was, it was sitting. It was, was sitting at a, on it a lawn sitting chair. On, no, it was sitting on like a grassy area just after the uh, cemetery. Okay. Did okay. You, did you guys see the llama? N- no. Wait a second. But, no. We still believe it was a llama? No. No. It was a deer. And no. Kathy. No. No. Oh, no, it wasn't. No. Okay. So I saw some, uh, I, I drive up that road every morning. Yeah. That's the way I come in. So right after the cemetery, on the right or left? On the left. That's the I llama. D- I didn't, I didn't, didn't see, see the llama, llama this That's morning. That's the llama I saw, entrance. I saw nothing there this morning. Kathy, okay, do you know so what it is? She does. Marissa, okay. are you ready? <laughs> so Marissa actually sent an intern to take a picture so I could show you guys and what I realized oh, after excellent. I thought a llama. Okay, so in the daylight, we sent an intern over to take a photo. Correct. Okay. Ready? Put, put the picture put the up llama up. On the monitor. Let's see. Oh, it's my a, God. It's a road, it's a road cone. cone and a stone. It's a road <laughs> cone and a giant rock. Yeah. A llama. It looked like like his big body sitting and then the head sticking up and I mean so much so where I slowed down and like got a closer look and I was like oh a road cone and a rock all right so when I was a kid we would we would drive by this area my mom I was I was in like uh you know I don't know fourth grade fifth grade something like that I was a kid and I saw on the side of the road lying there what I thought was a giant bird carcass. And I mean by giant, I mean like the size of a Labrador retriever. Oh my god. Okay, and it a, a bird me, carcass that big. Like a dead bird. And it, you know, and and I never said anything to my mom because I didn't want to seem really stupid. <laughs> and one day I finally said can, and this is seeing it in, in daylight. Yeah, yeah. And I, I said, can you please pull over? I want to see what this is. <laughs> and uh, I did, and I walked over, and it was like a cardboard box that was bent in a funky shape, and okay. it just sat next to the road <laughs> and had dirt on it or whatever. But for me, I thought there was like a prehistoric... <laughs> 
bird. Well, Some because kind of giant fossilized bird, and yeah, if you get it in your head, yes, and, and once shit. you lock it, and and you cannot not unsee it, that's that accounts for the reports yeah. from England, yeah. of yes. large panther-like creatures right. that tend that are actually just house cats, yeah, with no. Contextual yeah, no shapes near them, right? Yeah. Right. So you don't know how big they actually so, are. Of course, it's a panther yeah. Yeah. and not a house cat. And I told you guys this before on the air, but uh, one time I was driving down the highway <laughs> and I saw a dead animal on the side of the road. And when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, a kangaroo! Why would there be a dead <laughs> kangaroo on the side of the road in Philadelphia?" <laughs> It was a, it was a deer. It was a dead deer. All right. But like my and my my mind immediately go, oh, it's a kangaroo. May I support you in this? Because I'll tell you why. Fur wise, mm-hmm. uh, coat wise, yes. similar. Color. similar. Yeah. Uh, legs uh, after being hit by a truck could be kangarooish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Pennsylvania right. has more deer than any state in the country. We so. have we have a lower yeah. amount of kangaroo <laughs> collisions. Yeah. You know what this is reminding me of is just like the the how terrible our memory is. You know, if we see something, you know, Kathy, if you were called to testify this morning that oh. you, did you see a llama on the side of the <laughs> yes, road today? Yes. Or Casey, did you see a kangaroo a few months ago? Like, yes. you'd be like, yes, I absolutely did. And then it turns out, uh, no, you're 100% wrong. And what you think you saw, you didn't see at all. The least reliable evidence is yes. witness testimony. Yes. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yes. No doubt. That's it, an eyewitness <laughs> account. Did, did we do that? Do we follow through with that? I can't even remember a question right. about memory. <laughs> but, it, but it's about, we do we have a, a, a we were going to do it. Well, we had a course stenographer in here when Todd Glass is here one no, time. No, I'm saying I'm saying we're going to have somebody run in and see if every well, anyone oh yeah 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 what, what they need could to identify do, the you, person ran in. You need to have it done without your knowledge That's that something issue. was right. going to yeah. take place. Like so somebody Marissa. comes in, something happens, and then afterwards somebody comes in and goes, "By the way, we were testing you. What did you notice and, about and, that person that came in?" And when they do that kind of testing, that's why they don't really okay. put a lot of stock in, in witness testimony. Well, well at, then, le- at least ask, on some eyewitness account. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, then, guys: Can we have Marissa sometime? Yeah. Down the road, yeah. in, in months and months, kill someone, kill somebody, <laughs> yeah. right in on the camera. studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fairly yeah. obvious yeah. clues. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. But but we have to agree now on this Shoot day. them in the back. An intern that's underperforming. October fifth, twenty twenty three, at nine twenty a.m. That we will not get mad at, at her. her for derailing a conversation. Right. No. That's okay to do this. No. To do this, just carte blanche. Going to do this now. Uh-huh. Okay, Nick, your uh, assessment about our memories and everything. I so my friend Brett, when he was in grade school, when we were in grade school, I think we were in like second grade. Now, so I, this is your friend Frank when you were in fourth grade. Steve <laughs> 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 remembers everything. <laughs> um, now, I don't think that he was lying to us as right. a class. I think llamas don't lie. <laughs> but he told us that when he was driving with his family one time, he saw a lion on the side of the road. Right now, at the time, we we're like, you know, Brett's lying to us, but. In hindsight, no, he probably saw like a carpet or a piece of a rug, and as you're driving yeah. past it at 60 miles per hour, or, it looked like a line. Or were they at Great Adventure Safari Park? No, 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 no. It was like, uh, that. But you raise a point. Uh, there, there used to be a place. It was a Lion Country Safari down in Florida, and uh, and and there was a part in where, however it was laid out. Obviously, you want to make sure the lions don't wander out. But uh, yeah, got into the. Uh, you could pass and see the lions, and people would think there were wild lions. Okay, yeah. Casey, right. that makes me think of the Costanza quotes. It says, uh, "It's not a lie." If you believe it, you believe it. All right, hang on. I want to go to Dan. Hi, uh, Dan. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, so 
I got something the opposite way. Okay. I'm a truck driver, and I was going 295 northbound in the right lane, and I had a truck next to me, so there was nowhere for me to go. But it looked like a black plastic bag rolling from the shoulder into my lane. But it looked funny. So then it rolled back the other way, and then I could see it was a mama duck and her duckling, <sighs> and it had to be like eight or ten of them. Oh, no. no. In a V. Yes, and I took out mama and the whole family. Oh, my God. I thought, oh, here's a delightful story of a guy who hit a plastic bag. Yeah. But no, he killed all the ducks. In fact, lie to us next time and say that you saved their lives and they live in your backyard right now. Oh, better than leaving like one alive, I guess. I the whole family. I felt yeah. so bad. Better that they all died alone. You didn't create any orphans. orphans. Yeah. yeah. Listen, they, they died so for a good cause. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dan. So bad. Did, yeah. Yeah. Was, did you. That did, was terrible. Did you just cringe after that? Yeah. Oh, cringe. Oh, my God. I, I, I didn't no. feel right for. Dude. My wife still, my wife still you know, calls me a murderer. <laughs> you are. I will tell you this. Thanks, Dan. Like, if. if, if I, oh, even if I just believe I hit a bird that was darting across the street, I, I make a donation to the Autobahn Society. When I get, <laughs> uh, 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 so taking out an entire family of ducks. Dude, there was a stretch where Rochelle had a bad run of luck with hitting animals on the road. And the kids wanted to get a rubber stamp with different animals <laughs> so we could stamp the right. side of the car. Like, like a little war with true fighter. Yeah, the yeah. fighter planes. <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, all right. Going back to the what do you you um, remember what do you recall from certain moments? Uh, Tony uh, has a comment on that. Hi, Tony. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey. Uh, just wanted to say when I was in grad school, um, I had to teach intro to psych as part of my uh, conditions of being there. And when we were talking about memory with our classes, my friends and I thought we would sort of replicate what you guys were just talking about. We'd be teaching our class. One of us would go in just without saying anything. We'd take a book or something off of the desk, walk out. At the end of the class, we would ask, hey, what did you see? What happened? Most of the people couldn't describe anything that happened, what happened, what the person looked like. Oh. They just couldn't remember the yeah. events accurately at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it's true. Well, yeah. and to that point, Tony, uh, in fact, we talked about this a while ago. They, they've determined just how unreliable our memories are and how many false memories we have. Oh, yeah. The, the amount of oh, false absolutely. memories and contextual. And you'll hear a story <laughs> that someone tells you about something that happened to them, right. and it now becomes something that happened to you. Yes. And it happens well, all the also, time. There have been studies where... When when you when a policeman say um, ask someone how fast was the car going when they slammed into you, even by using certain words, you can alter the person's memory of an event. Right. You know, slam might imply okay they were going thirty five miles an hour when they might actually have been going like sixteen or something. Yeah, right. So you say right. slam, they're going to boost the pr the, the velocity. Right. Yeah, you can yeah. lead them because a little bit. That, Right, that that implants the you know the idea of what actually may have happened when they witnessed that event. So it's right. a fascinating. Do you? Yeah, it is. Preston, Thanks, do you ever Tony. question your memory about? I mean, because my oh, my memory, yeah. I operate. Oh, yeah. You know the way my mind works. I am not a linear thinking person, and and it's it's how I make my living. Is I think. Stupid thoughts quickly. I've I've had it pointed out enough times where people were be like, "No, that we all saw this," mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I've even seen evidence like. 
concrete evidence of the way that I thought something went down and it didn't enough so to where now I'm I I will use the phrase well at least that's how I remember right yes. you know what I mean yes yeah I my my memory I feel like is weird so I will not remember my mom when she walks into a yeah, room yeah. like I will I will misremember or not remember big you're things. not my mom Janice Joplin yeah. <laughs> but like big things that have happened in life but um I, I found a photo the other day and it was such a moment that no one I, I would have never remembered had I not looked at the photo and the person in the photo was like how the hell did you remember that like it was just we were walking through a parking garage after my uncle's wedding and my cousin's um dress blew up and so and I snapped a picture and so it's just it's literally of her butt with her underwear right and this was we were probably 17 years old and I remembered that exact yeah. do you, know do you what find I, yourself I, asking what the hell was that on Joey's head <laughs> well, we have a picture of that. Yeah. So we have a photo of that. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. some things uh, you know, like so resonate. They, they, yeah. you know, they burn into your brain. However, that happens, and and it sticks for. I will, sometimes it's for no particular reason. It will, seems like all your friends recount stories that I know. And I, listen, <laughs> I can I concretely know no, but I believe they are remembering. Something that happened to me, right? And telling the story, uh, and so I never, I never jump in because you know uh, uh, it's like, uh, what is it going to gain? The the end result there, but I wonder how many times I've done that to other people by sure. adopting their stories. Yeah, and no, I, I feel the same way, Steve. Uh, Kathy, two things that are always trigger memories for me, or or actually help uh, imprint memories on my brain. Um, <laughs> something like uh, an, an adrenaline kick. If something like um, makes me feel uh, a certain way, and I feel the adrenaline pumping through my body. Like a handy. That, um, Cup. The first handy. Okay. <laughs> number one. Like, yeah. after six or seven. Nah, you get mm, boring in your chair. Yeah, it's rote at that point. Yeah. Um, or smells, you know. If I smell, smells. if I smell a yeah. diesel exhaust, it, it you know it puts sure. me in a certain place at a certain time. Well, studies have proven that that the yeah. olfactory connection that is definitely tremendous. There will also be uh, if we're going to talk about all these psyche things uh, <laughs> I, that I will have a random thought, in, influenced by nothing, by nothing at all, and right. I'll think I'll just think. Um, Shoelace on a <laughs> pair of shoes when I was in eighth grade, whatever. I yeah. or my old, you know, uh, my old Velcro wallet. I don't know. I'm just thinking of something. It just popped into my head for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. So it's there. It's weird. I yeah. I it's there is somewhere. There. Yeah. I incinerated my high school prom with my mind. Okay. And I'm sure right. I must have <laughs> misremembered I think I that. Read yeah. something yeah. about that. Okay. <laughs> so I actually had this moment yesterday. I was on the phone with Chuck D'Amico, and I started recounting a a memory that I had, and it. It very well might have not been my memory, but actually Chuck's memory. Uh, okay. Uh, so we were talking about Hopefully Star- he told you so about So there was memory. making love to your wife. Yes. <laughs> no, no. So we were talking about Star Wars, and I had recounted how I was trying to get my daughter to watch Star Wars for the first time, and she wasn't into it. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's a story about a princess. And he goes, yeah, that's what I would say to Charlie all the time when I would you know, try and read her like Star Wars books, that it was a story about a princess. There's Chuck right there. He's, uh, he's in the uh, production studio right, right, right. Yeah, just give me the the death stare. But I was like, I'm like, do we have the same memory? Did we do the same thing, or or did he tell me that story? <laughs> this and is now, not my beautiful wife. And now I'm like recounting th- his story as if it happened to me. You, you guys know. spend a lot of time together. We so. do. You do. You're you're very tight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hang on. Uh, going back to the misinterpreting something visually. Yeah. Uh, Christine is on the line. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Hi. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, I was taking a walk with my friend, 
and it was kind of getting like later at night. And I saw what looked to me was like a very small person staring at us. And I was really freaked out. Okay. Um, because I was like, oh my God, like, who is this guy? And obviously he was kind of short. Okay. And I was just like, oh boy, like, who is this? And I finally got the courage to, like, go over to it. And it was one of those, like, troll statues. <laughs> it was a troll oh statue. My oh, my God. God. So you thought, like, a little person was stalking you. Like a garden gnome? Uh- Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a very portly little man with elf shoes on and dimpled cheeks. And he's got a pipe. And he's got a pipe. And he's following me. And he has this large worm next to him with a smiley face. <laughs> it was dark. It was yeah. dark. So I really couldn't tell. And Did you say anything? Were you with anyone? Yeah, I was with my friend. Did you admit it or did you just keep that to yourself? No, I admitted it. I was like, I think there's somebody over there. Oh, my God. Oh, well, here, I can make you feel good. Years ago, when my mom, you know, one of the great memories I have of my mother, her and her mother went down. Her mother went down to the basement. was sure there was a large, like, convict-looking guy in the corner of the room. And uh, and so my mom got a baseball bat, and they they went down there. I see you. It was I, no, it was laundry piled up. Oh, laundry oh, piled up. I yep. see you. I see you. Did she go down there with a shotgun? Yeah, that's my idea. Did she rack it? That's my move. But that was a sound. That, that was, was a sound. sound. That was a sound. automatic cat box. I heard a thump in the basement, and I was uh, I was uh, I was into my cups, as they say, right. and uh, loaded my shotgun. Not on my watch. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to get out of here. <laughs> yep, made that noise. Absolutely. Uh, I will go to Steve next. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you, Gadzooks? Gadzooks to you, buddy. What's up? I had a van full of church kids go into a church picnic, and we're down 295, and I'm speeding along, and see this white trash bag, plastic trash bag, floating up in the street, and I'm looking, why is there a trash bag? The girl next to me said, there's a trash bag up there, and mm. turned into a chicken right before I hit it. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> so, it was a magical bag that could turn into a chicken. Um, wow, man. And I, man, there were feathers everywhere, and the Lewis, I thought that uh, was a plastic bag, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that, because I thought it was. Oh, my Steve, God. so we were, when we uh, did the NASCAR uh, nice. thing up in uh, uh, the Poconos, and on my on my ride, I was a passenger. Preston, you chose to drive. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to have the guy really open it up, and we rounded a corner, and it was a large bird, and and it just turned into dust. Yeah, and, and I mean, it just completely obliterated it. Poof. Uh, I will go next to Brendan. Hi, Brendan. Morning. Morning, gentlemen. How's what? it going? Good, today? buddy. What's up? So, uh, speaking of things that I saw that weren't there, um, I used to camp in the middle of the woods, and I had a old, old trailer. So, the one morning, middle of the night, I decide i got to go to the bathroom. So, I get up, pitch black out there in the middle of the woods. So, I'm walking through the trailer, and I bump into something black and large, and I'm like, holy crap, what is that? I start freaking out, 
wake up the whole trailer. The whole family comes running out because I'm screaming, holy crap, there's a bear in here. There's a bear in here. <laughs> they come running out. They flip the light on. <laughs> Turns out it's not a bear. It's a rug that is wet and that we cleaned and hung over a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> we was a bear. That's awesome. But, you know, again, in that first few seconds, oh, yes. when you see yes. it, you're, and, and your, mind, your mind locks on to it. Yep. You know, and and, and your, your mind tells you the worst possible scenario, <laughs> not a rug, it is a bear. Yeah, our mind is, is made to... F- uh, to see familiar objects yes. uh, amongst uh, other shapes yeah, uh, is just what we do. It's why you see faces and all kinds of I stuff. I also think defensively, and probably over the course of our evolution, as a protective measure, we default to the thing that could be most threatening to us, like a chicken. Possibly. <laughs> you guys remember uh, the dune puma. I was standing on yep. the beach at yeah. night in Ocean City, and I, what was most likely just the wave, uh, you know, moving, yeah. looked to me oh. like it was a black panther running across the surf. I finally now get it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that that description, the yeah. dune puma. So so just like just above the sand, maybe mm-hmm. uh, as it heads and it, and it looked like it moved across. He's, and it was he's moving. Oh, I could the, see the, that the cresting wave over yeah. the dune. You know, yeah. so it looks like it's a dune puma. Casey, I was thinking about the dune puma yesterday. Random. So was I. We're, all right. Well, only so, because no. there's a guy who has a pet puma, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should get a pet uh, puma. Well, there's I think there's a band called Black Pumas or something. Whatever. It doesn't yes, matter. Yes, there is. And um, so it made me think of dune puma and talking about confusing memories. Right. I. Think think that I said the words Dune Puma. You did. I said Beach Panther. Okay. And you said Dune Puma. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, But I couldn't remember is my memory on this correct? Nope. And so then I started doubting myself and then I was like well actually maybe Steve said it. But then no, I think it was you. I said, it was you because I, I was calling it a Beach Panther. Okay, and then Dune Puma, which is better as it far as more alliteration. It's I more think. and it's more yeah. sinister, like yeah. a beach. Uh, beach Panther. You're thinking of like like a yeah. Strike up the music. That's what we're thinking. Here comes the Beach Panther. Hey, everybody! Let's go down to the surf and hang deck. Whereas a Dune Puma seems more. Surreptitious. Yeah. Yeah. More like stalker. Yeah. But Steve, sometimes I think in my head. <laughs> sometimes I think in my head, Steve, that it'll be something that you said, and then I'll laugh and say it in repetition of what you're saying because it made me laugh, right? So I'll be like, Steve said Dune Puma. But, but I don't. You know it, what I mean? I completely understand that. And that's why it, it's wild to think, and right. I think, Preston, you had. I mean, it was, I don't know what the stat was, but it's something akin to 40% of our memories are false. Yeah, not even legit. Yeah, yeah not even we've, legit. We've changed them a little bit not to even suit something in our lives. Too unlegit to quit. To quit. <laughs> uh, our friend Meredith just texted me. She said her husband was away and she had called her neighbor over because there was a snake in her house. It was the the lint from the laundry. Oh, from the my dryer. God. <laughs> The, the, the lint? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you know, like the fuzz that comes yeah. out of the... Yeah. If you don't clean out your snake trap, it can cause a fire. Uh-huh. All right, hang on. I want to go to Matt. This sounds really different. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning to see you, Matt. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Excellent. Now, this is an old-timey name. I don't know if you remember Joe Piscopo. Absolutely. Oh, SNL. Yeah. 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 My uh, sister, she, she had a cardboard cutout. She was at work. She gets out of her car. She gets out of work. She goes into her car. The cardboard cutout was in the back seat. It's a cardboard cutout of Joe Piscopo. I have, I have no idea why she okay. had it, but she had it. Okay, he was um, dreamy. So she gets a she gets a she gets into her car, looks in the rearview mirror. She sees a man in the back seat. 
she gets out of the car screaming, calls the cops. The cops come. Oh, my God. And it's a freaking cardboard cutout of Joe Piscopo. She totally forgot she had it. Oh. Mr. Piscopo, get out of the car. That's Mr. Hilarious. Piscopo. That's hilarious. The cops must have died laughing at that. Yeah, it's a family story. We say it, Every year it gets That's brought great. up in some I gotta random t- way. I got to tell you, Matt, That's I don't great. know what's more terrifying Thanks. that or the fact that she had that Joe Piscopo. Uh, yeah, I know. Seriously. I know. You guys remember when the mailroom was down the hall and Huey was there? Yes. And he yes. Had, dude. What? The window <laughs> yeah. to the door. Oh, yeah. He put oh, a yes. picture of Jack Nicholson yes. from The Shining. You know, that. Uh, yeah. hey, it's, hey, Johnny, here's Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing. The first time I saw that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I couldn't tell it was Jack Mm-mm. because it was way down the hall. It scared yeah. the hell out of me because it was at like, you know, four o'clock in the morning yeah. when I came by here for work. It's dark. Nobody's around and I see that face sticking out the window. Why you come on in, Preston? <laughs> that terrified yeah. me. And then he replaced it with a picture of himself. He did? Yeah. yeah. Oh it was So he did the, the shining pose coming through the window and it was it was actually Huey's face. That shows you that when you talk about uh, we were talking about the movie VHS earlier, the horror movie, it, 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 if they play with that, your, your mind's oh. ability, it, it can be, like Paranormal does it. You know, yeah. where, what, yeah. are you, what are you seeing? What do you think you see? Exactly. Yeah. Well, one Halloween, somebody, I forgot, uh, maybe it was Marissa, I don't know, but on the window hung up that uh, Danny Glick from, oh, yeah, yeah. from uh, Salem's Lot yeah. on our window right here. Which was... terrified you as a child. Oh, my God. Well, and again, I tell you, if you've never <laughs> oh. watched that Salem's Lot, when, when they, they're scratching, scratching at, the, at the window. Let me in. Let me in. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, hang on a second here. Let's go to some other calls. What is this? Hang on. I want to go to uh, Nick and see what he has to say. Hi. Uh, Nick, you are on the air. Good morning. <laughs> hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? So, going back to your brain seeing and uh, your mind seeing things that weren't there. Right. Um, I was walking through Center City a couple years back, and I'm walking face on to a homeless guy. He's coming. He's probably about 20 yards from me. And there's like something hanging from his pants. Looks like a leaf or something. Um, just It just didn't look right. Oh, no. I was like, what is that? So as I got closer, it ended up being, uh, I'm sure you could imagine. He was just, <laughs> junk was out. He let Johnny out for a bit. Hey, oh it's God. fall. <laughs> hey, the nutsacks are falling. Where do you go to watch the nutsacks in the fall? Oh, my God. So it was interesting. Uh, yeah. It's fun and uh, terrifying. It's a leaf. He's got a leaf hanging out of his <laughs> Hey, buddy, you got a leaf off his pants. It's covering your nutsack. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's like uh, when the, there was a woman who was interviewing Drew Brees one time, and Drew Brees had this, uh, um, like, a, a mark on his face. Yeah, yeah. It was permanently there. And she goes to, like, wipe it off. She's like, oh, you got something on your face here. And he's like, yeah, it's my face is on my face. <laughs> was it, was it Oprah? Was it was it Oprah? I think it was Oprah that did. <laughs> yeah, somebody who should know better. <laughs> did she, what, what what was it? What, who was the Neville? Um, oh, Aaron, Aaron Neville. Neville. Aaron Neville. Yeah. Hey, let me get that. Yeah, let me get that. <laughs> you, you got something right there. Uh, I'll go to uh, James. Hi, uh, James. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. What's up? Yeah, so uh, my wife and I were kayaking up, upstate, and uh, and yeah, I look over and, and I'm like. I'm thoroughly convinced there was a beaver with a duck on it. <laughs> a beaver right. with a duck okay, on yeah, it. Okay, a duck riding a beaver. All right, yeah, that makes perfect you know, sense. My, my wife's like, uh, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> well, you know, it, it would make sense because ducks traditionally have trouble in the water. Well, <laughs> what what did it end up being, James? It was just a duck. 
beaver. Just like we spent. We... You conjured the beaver uh-huh. out of nowhere. Uh-huh. I love it though. Wow. The notion of nice a beaver, a, a duck riding a beaver. <laughs> but I was convinced it was. I mean, I'm telling you, look at this. There's a duck on this beaver over here. But no, that's funny. Uh, right, that thanks, is a keeper. James. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Wow. The mind can play tricks, man. Uh, Casey here. This might make you feel better. Let me go to Scott. Hi, Scott. Morning, bud. Scott? Good morning. Hey, man. What's going on? I'm doing well. I got to say, I was so glad to hear somebody else made that mistake. I was new to the Pennsylvania area. Okay. I'm driving down the road, and I'm going, holy cow. That's a kangaroo. <laughs> You're not alone, kid. Where were you coming from, Scott? Where Where did you live before here? I lived up in Rhode Island, which was also known for their deer. <laughs> Scott, and this is the truth. If you look at the face of a, of a fawn and you compare yeah. it to a kangaroo, right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty similar. They yeah. have the same face. They really do have the same faces. Yeah. Yep. So I you, tell you, I was so adamant. I started looking for local zoos to see if they had an escaped kangaroo. Really? Yes. Oh my that you would have to be the bearer of bad news about that kangaroo. I, I know where that, it is. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, That's hilarious. All right. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it, man. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Kathy, if, if you're just tuning in, Kathy thought she could have sworn she saw a llama sitting on the side of the road right around the corner from the radio station here this morning. And what did it turn out to be, Kathy? It was uh, a an orange road cone and a giant rock. Yeah, it was right next, <laughs> next to the to giant rock. She thought the llama was sitting down, like taking Laying a break. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess <laughs> the, the, the cone was the neck yes. or the head yeah. and the rock was the body. <laughs> yeah. Of the, uh, of, the of the llama. I got to sit down. It's tough being a llama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to take a break. Uh, we do have some stuff coming up. We got Crumb Bum Cash on the way. Your next chance to win $1,000. Right now, our friends at whatacrock.com have given us $50 gift cards to give away. Uh, we'll take call number 16-215-263-WMMR. What's great about What a Crock, you just drop one into your slow cooker in the morning. You come home, dinner's done. It's waiting yeah. for you in the evening. And for every order now through November, use the promo code HUNGER. You get $10 off of your order, and What a Crock is going to donate that 10 bucks to the Camp Out for Hunger. Excellent. Sweet deal. So and- cool. Everything from Swedish meatballs to oven-roasted chicken to uh, apps, kangaroo. apps like spinach artichoke. Ask about the kangaroo. Check the website. <laughs> but apps like uh, spinach artichoke uh, dip and uh, different, you know, apple desserts. cider chicken, desserts, all kinds of stuff. They've got tons. So do that now. Whatacrock.com. Uh, call number 16. We'll set you up. We'll come back and uh, more bizarre file stories are on the way. And if you haven't heard, the MMR Rock Shop, now available, the Preston and Steve Poop Knife. Yeah! Yes, you can buy it. I kid you not. We'll be back in a moment. The MMRE is coming to your neighborhood. Tonight from 7 to 9, Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Saloon 151. 151 West Gay Street in Westchester with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Dallas tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $4 Bud Light bottles. So, yeah, we got, um, it was looking like about four minutes before uh, we get to Crumb Bum Cash. So rather than dive right into the Bizarre Files, a couple things I want to mention. Um, oh, yes, and this was, uh, we made the announcement earlier this morning. Uh, we now have available on the, uh, uh, in the rock shop of uh, WMMR.com. 
after years of Kathy asking this to be a reality. Yeah. It was getting exhausting listening we, to her. We now I have, find it to be the dumbest, trashiest thing we've ever done. But we have whatever. The presidency poop night. Yeah! Listen, it's <laughs> okay. It's great. Uh, it's a legit thing. We we've we've had several conversations with people who who uh, told, brought that to our attention. We're like, you you're uh, you've got to be kidding me. There were two revelations. Yeah. We learned about the toilet in the middle of the room that's, in the basement. That's a Pittsburgh. It's thing. a Pittsburgh thing. And mm-hmm. in that same conversation, we learned about the poop knife. Yeah, this is real. It exists, and your neighbor may be har- harboring one right now. Yep. So we have now. We decided to just go ahead and brand it and throw our name on it. We have the press. Preston and Steve poop knife. Mm-hmm. If you would like to order that now, it makes a great gift for all your Preston and Steve uh, fans. Holidays, and your, dads and grads. In your life. And uh, the flash sale ends on Friday, October 13th. Uh, it's uh, red. And like I said, it's got a little hole in the handle so you can have a, de- a dedicated little hook uh, in your bathroom just to hang your Preston and Steve poop knife. What if you have a real hanger and you can't find the, the, the poop knife? There you go. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's red. Take it to the Phillies game. If you're going to a playoff Absolutely. game, Absolutely. Take show off your Phillies pride. I hope they don't pat you down. By bringing your Preston C poop knife. They look for poop knives, you know. Uh, it's By the way, it's made of it's rubber. Plastic. It's not yeah, sharp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's almost like a uh, to spread the icing on a cake. Yeah, it's like a hard rubber yeah. um, um, spatula of sorts. So, uh, But anyhow, uh, you can get that now. And we have the Preston and Steve Good Morning It slash Good Morning to See You mug. <laughs> Which has been expanded. The original just good morning, uh, good uh, good morning. It mug was available. And now we have both me and Steve, one side and then the other. His and hers, maybe. Uh, you could do that. No, there's just one mug. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, right. it's just uh, oh, one on the other side. Around, yeah, you flip it around. I'm on one side. Steve's I am on the so other dumb. Side. So, so let's so let's dumb. say you get caught and and you don't know the proper response or how to incite the whole process. Yeah. This mug will constantly remind you. Good, good morning, morning to see you. Good morning. I knew it the second it left my mouth. <laughs> I'm so glad nobody said anything. Good morning to see you. All right. Um, so all that is brand new and available, and you can do it through WMMR.com. Click the shop button at WMMR. And, of course, the rock shop is loaded with great stuff, not just from our show, but, for, you know, Pierre and Jackie and, and Brent and everybody has their own special items. And the, the radio station, obviously, has a lot of uh, great uh, T-shirts and hats and tchotchkes that you can uh, get. And uh, now's a good time, I think, to start getting your Christmas Yes, I know it's kind of early mm-hmm. to talk about Christmas. I think it's a great idea. Way, so yeah, I think it's a great idea for a loogie straw. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. Loogie straw. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I got a caller here. It's Anthony I want to go huh. to before we do anything else. Uh, Anthony, good morning. Good morning, Preston. How you doing, buddy? Oh, doing awesome. Oh. I was driving down the road, and I thought it was a bag going across. <laughs> <laughs> what did it turn out to be? Yeah, it was a bag. Uh, it was a bag. <laughs> uh, well, you have another good reason to give us a call, though, right? Yes. And why is that? I won a thousand dollars. Okay. You see, you kill a bag, but yet you get a thousand dollars. Get a thousand bucks. Yeah, that... all in one day. Nice. Uh, Anthony, where are you from, buddy? Uh, Williamstown, New Jersey. Oh, excellent, man. We appreciate it. So a thousand bucks sounds pretty sweet. Anything you feel like doing with that? 
I know that question came across. Um, no. No, you, no, you, you're going to get, you're going to get a whole bunch of poop knives. That's what you're going to do. Oh, yeah, there buy, you go. There you go. Tons of poop knives with a Christmas shopping is done. Done. All right. Anthony, thank you for listening to MMR, and we'll give you $1,000 for doing it. All right, buddy? Yep. Thank right. you. Congratulations. There goes Anthony, $1,000 richer. But how about you? Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. Yes, it is. That word is talent. T-A-L-E-N-T. We'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it and three ways for you to do that. You can enter it at WMMR.com through the MMR app or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are at WMMR.com and it is all sponsored by Horizon Services. So again, enter that word now. It is talent, T-A-L-E-N-T. A good luck to you. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. Cheer on the birds. Just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contests, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and more. So once a month, this is interesting. Once a <laughs> Okay. Sorry. It does it. Oh, that's my fault. That's all right. All good. Once a month for the past 28 years, filmmaker Jerry uh, Filka, or Fialka, I guess is how you say his name, has convened a uh, book a group or, uh, to read James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake, hmm. a book that is famously difficult to understand. Right. And this Tuesday, uh, Fialka's uh, group, which he launched at the Venice branch of the Los Angeles Public Library in 1995 and has continued on Zoom since the pandemic, will reach the book's final page. It's taken them 28 years. To read Finnegan's Wake. Yeah, the group's deliberate pace meant that they weren't going to zip through it and we he said we do one page and then we discuss it for two hours. Wow. And that's why it's taken us 28 years. Man. To read the book. They don't want to die. They read huh? one page at a time and then they break it all down in a discussion. Uh, Fialka, who if came, the label at the supermarket is too long, I want to kill myself. Who came to California to work for a musician, Frank Zappa, and has since run a number of cultural events, including the 33-year-old PXL This Film Festival, says that he knows how people typically respond when he tells them regarding his uh, reading group is reading Finnegan's Wake. They go, oh, okay, what book are you going to read next? And he said, no, we're never going to read another book. It's just one book. The book's last sentence ends mid-sentence, he said, and then it picks up back at the beginning of the book. So it's like a run-on sentence that ends on page 628, and then on page three, the first page of text, it continues, he said. So it's a cyclical book. Huh. It never ends. I mean, the book is only 600. It's not a long book. No. 28. No. They just took 28 years um, to read it. You guys ever read it? No. 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 Okay. no. I don't even know what it's about. I have no idea what the plot line is, but it's apparently it's supposed to be. a bar on... Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, that used to be around you know, on Spring Garden. Uh, on Spring Street. Garden, yeah. Uh, no, but it's um, apparently it's difficult to read. So they took twenty eight years, made it even that much more difficult. All right, Gene, get ready. South Africa has called seven point five 
million chickens in an effort to contain dozens of outbreaks of two separate strains Jesus of... Jesus Christ. Every, <laughs> got to be kidding me. Avian influenza. So I think we've added to the list of two million chickens we had before. About to. 7.5 million. Cluck, cluck. Of the names that are read. Uh, and so... Zombies. The... Influ- the avian influenza... My guess is an African name. Uh, threatened... African chicken names. ...to create a shortage of eggs and poultry for the consumers. Uh, at least 205,000 chickens have died from bird flu in the last six. I'm not done with the list. Separate outbreaks. Fernando. <laughs> Maury. Uh, some grocery stores in Johannesburg... Pinto. Were- <laughs> Why Pinto? Why Pinto? <laughs> because I said so. Why not? Uh, why not? Uh, limiting the number of eggs customers were allowed to buy this week, in some cases, 7. to one carton of six, eight. Yeah, it's insane. 7.2 million chickens. Yeah. The government announced approximately 2.5 million chickens bred for their meat has been culled. The Poultry Association uh, said another 5 million egg-laying chickens had been culled as well. The 7.5 million birds represented about 20 to 30% of South Africa's total chicken stock, which is lovely if you're making a soup. Absolutely. I mean, what am I saying? (laughs) Uh, In North Dakota, a Bismarck man, uh, George Demarius, pulled a gun on a customer at a McDonald's after the customer refused to buy him a Big Mac and a Happy Meal on Saturday. Buy me a Happy Meal! Uh, The customer was going to the McDonald's for lunch when Demarius approached him and asked if the customer could buy buy him a Big Mac and a Happy Meal. The customer then told Demarius to go get a job and walked into the restaurant. I mean, that's not a nice thing. It's not nice that you don't pull a gun on someone. Don't pull a gun. Uh, Demarius followed the customer into the store, which was filled with innocent bystanders, some of whom were with children. How about a How about a happy meal for me and my friends Smith and Wesson? And he pulled out a black handgun from his waistband. He then pointed the gun at the customer and told him that what he said was disrespectful. Demarius proceeded you to disrespect call, me. Uh, the customer a son of a bitch before pull it, putting the gun back into his waistband and leaving the restaurant. Uh, police arrived soon after the restaurant and were able to locate Demarius. Officers then were able to locate the handgun in which he was hidden in a stroller that was holding his one-year-old daughter. Wow. Here, play with this, sweetie. Uh, Demarius was taken into custody and charged with terrorizing with a dangerous... If he had a gun, why didn't he just go in and rob the place? He could have really right? saved everyone some time. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. I got something for you there. Okay. Yeah. That would be a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, a London exhibit asks art lovers to squeeze between two naked people to get through. The latest piece by uh, Marina Abramovich, a woman known for her performance art, asks viewers to make an uncomfortable choice. So, there are two nude participants. They stand close to one another, facing each other. And as they look into one another's eyes, viewers attempt to squeeze between them. They're like really close. And right. you have to you have to nudge in there. I saw a picture of it. Can you go sideways or do you have to go shoulder in? It doesn't matter. Because huh. you're wearing clothing and, and there they not. aren't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, then which way do you go? If you because it's a man and a woman, does the man get the front or your back? I, I think, think the, the man, woman. I think the woman gets the front. Yeah, it's just the way I roll. You yeah. know, I mean, it, you know, if it, whatever ends up happening on the butt, you know, that's fine. That's what happened. You're wearing clothes. Yeah. 
Abramovich is a pioneer in performance art and has even put herself in harm's way for her pieces before. How much is she paying these models to do that? That's a good question. Do not know. One last story. Blundering drug cartel hitmen have reportedly murdered their own boss in a shocking case of mistaken identity. Whoops! The shootout took place at a private health clinic in Mexico. Uh, Sinaloa cartel gunman loyal to Los uh, Chapitos, the son of infamous drug lord El Chapo, are thought to have been at the hospital guarding another man who was receiving treatment. A gunfight broke out when another armed man showed up. Uh, That man was the elusive L-22, thought to have been the gangster responsible for uh, running the cartel's operations. And a source said, that's the bad thing about not knowing the bosses. Uh, It is thought that L-22 was visiting the clinic in order to pay for the wounded man's surgery. The gunman assumed that he was a rival hitman coming to finish the injured man off. Yeah, yeah. Four people died in the fighting, including Dr. Uh, Otenel Montoya, who was caught in the crossfire. One of the hitmen who killed his own boss required medical attention when the fighting came to an end. And it's been reported that he used a gun on himself after realizing his oh, fatal mistake. happen. Choosing to take his own life rather than face whatever gruesome punishment the cartel would have had in store for him. Mm. Is it room 212 or 121? Wow. <laughs> All right. And there you go. That is what I have. In your bizarre file this morning. All right, we have one final $50 gift card from whatacrock.com. And we'll take call number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. They're going to do this really cool thing. They're donating some money to Camp Out for Hunger. Here's what how you can help out if you order from whatacrock.com. Use the promo code HUNGER. You get $10 off, and What a Crock is going to donate 10 bucks to the Camp Out for Awesome. Hunger. It's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. So uh, check out their all-new fall meals, by the way, which include signature signature apple cider chicken, Swedish meatballs, and their pumpkin apple soup. And uh, you will get to help out with Camp Out for Hunger if you order there. So make sure you use that code word, HUNGER. All right, call number 12-215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, 
By the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. I hate stevensinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And we're going to be burning up the airwaves this weekend with Foo Fighters as it is a Foo Fighters weekend. And your chance to win tickets to see them July 23rd at Hershey Park Stadium in Hershey, PA. And if you can't wait until the weekend... Well, you just stick around with our buddy Pierre. Yes. He's going to have tickets for you to win today as well as he has all week long. So uh, you can go to WMMR.com and get all the details. There's also a uh, pre-sale that's taking place today. Now, I didn't look up the pre-sale details. Maybe happening now. you got to get over and get the password. And there's also another chance to win tickets at uh, WMMR.com because the tickets for the show go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. So just a heads up on that whole thing. But we have all weekend to spend uh, playing Foo Fighters and giving you a chance to win tickets. So we're going to ask today's lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Drew Lynch, who's going to be performing Thursday, October 12th at the Keswick Theater. Uh, the question, we go back to the 6 o'clock hour. Casey suggested this. What phrase might be on a t-shirt at our Keenan's broadcast next year that I would wear? Yeah. Casey asked if I would ever wear a shirt that says this on it. Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Black t-shirt with big white letters. What phrase would be on my shirt and I might wear it to the Keenan's broadcast next year. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow live every week. And tickets and lineup available at heliumcomedy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Joe Maggianella explaining why the new version of Deal or No Deal he is hosting is taking place on a tropical island. Maggie Anello says the bathing suits will make it easier to get the showcase models ready for the post-taping orgy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Caitlyn Jenner revealing in a new documentary that she never talks to ex-wife Chris Jenner. Caitlyn says it's sad because she could always turn to Chris when she needed to remind herself why she transitioned. Nope. And finally, actress Julie Ormond accusing Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault going back to an incident in 1995. Weinstein's defense attorney, Donna Rotano, issued a statement saying, quote, My client vigorously denies the scurrilous eye. Hell, he totally did it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All right, to the phones we go. Do we have an answer? What is my shirt going to say on it? Possibly at Keenan's next year. We'll go to Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Frank, what will that shirt read? Don't you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yeah. Hang on, buddy, Frank. You got it right, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Drew Lynch, Thursday, October 12th, Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Tickets are on sale now. Details and the are on the concert calendar at WMMR.com. Uh, before we get to music news, I forgot to mention this. Casey is out and about tonight with the MM Army. The Thursday night Bud Light uh, kickoff is taking place this evening. Yeah, listen, I'm going to be at Saloon 151 in Westchester. But more importantly, they're going to have uh, Bud Light uh, specials on tap and in bottles. And more important than that, we're going to have birds tickets to give away to the uh, Cowboys game. People travel from far and wide 
to mm-hmm. get to these events. Yep. yep. Uh, the tickets for the game are courtesy of Bud Light. You have to be at least 21 years old and present to win, so you can't just do a flyby. got to yeah. hang out and wait for the draw. got to be there. Yep. Um, and there's other things. that You always have um, uh, the Bud Light Kelly Green t-shirts, you said, which are really cool. We got a lot of that. I mean, we have a table just full of stuff to give away, So and and we don't make you jump through hoops to get that stuff, so you know the, the, the supplies that we have will be there until they last, and then we'll get rid of them, but uh, yeah, at 9 o'clock, we're giving away birds tickets. All right, Saloon 151 in Westchester, and you'll there. You'll be there starting at 7? Yep, 7 and 9. Go see Casey tonight. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, one or two things to mention here. Um, we'll start with Disturbed. They just released a new video of a live performance of uh, the song Unstoppable. Uh, it was shot during their Take Back Your Life tour. Uh, the clip captures the energy of their live show. That's according to Billboard. And the tour has sold uh, 336,000 tickets. So they're doing well. The band continues to uh, rock. They have had five number one songs on the all-genre charts since 2000. It's all about the rock, isn't it? Two. It is all about the rock. Speaking of that, Carrie Underwood, country music star, is taking in the rock. She attended Papa Roach and Shinedown show on Tuesday. She's a rock chick. First Bank Amphitheater in Franklin, Tennessee. Tennessee. Both bands shared backstage photos with the country star and her husband, Mike Fisher, on Wednesday. In a video, Shinedown members pointed out that uh, Underwood was sporting their merch at the show. Uh, the Before He Cheats singer could be heard saying in the clip, I saw you guys when I was in college opening for Velvet Revolver. Wow, man. And she said, I remember Scott Weiland, somebody threw a shoe at him. And he was like, I'll bring anybody backstage who brings me the mother effer that threw that shoe. So she remembered that from that particular show. She also shared backstage photos with both bands on her Instagram story, captioning uh, the images with fangirling. You remember she opened for Guns N' Roses. She did, and she sang rock songs. And she, listen, that gal can sing. Sure can. I am not a country music fan at all. But I remember seeing her at the Rock and Roll Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and they were inducting uh, Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, and she got up and sang a couple of songs, and I mean, she can belt it out. She's got a great voice. And I love that she's a rock fan. Yeah, it's really really cool. We're starting to see these lines blur a little bit more, and I like that. You know, yeah, between country and like Robin Thicke said, and, and uh, hip hop and <laughs> and all of that into uh, rock. What did Robin Thicke blurred say? lines? Right, Is that blurred lines. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, Blue Oyster Cult is set to release a new album. 50th anniversary live, first night, will be out on December 8th. You gotta love the cult. Yeah, uh, the album got features, on that one song. Uh, yes, the album features uh, live versions of the hits like Don't Fear the Reaper, that's the one you're talking about, Case, and uh, Burning For You. The original title was I'm a Little Afraid of the Reaper, and then uh, they modified it. Along with the announcement, the band just dropped a uh, new single called I Am On The Lamb, But I Ain't No Sheep. <laughs> Uh, were you a fan of uh, Blue Oyster yeah, Cult? Yeah, I saw them in Limited. concert. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw them in concert uh, one time, and they were they were fantastic. I mean, I really I know. Don't fear the Reaper, Burn It for You, yeah. and, and uh, Godzilla. That, that's it. Pretty much it. Yeah, I, I didn't go deep on their albums, but those are great songs. Absolutely, and I remember them putting on a great concert. Uh, they've been recording and touring for over five decades. Holy at this point. f! I know, it's crazy. I remember listening to it years ago, thinking it was older music. I, I and I liked their so some. 
some bands had a symbol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as their, you know, like like uh, Rush has the five, the the, the Starman, right? And, and they're different bands. Van Halen has that VH. Uh, theirs was like a, a, it looked like a punctuation mark uh, with three uh, exclamation points and one question mark. I always thought that was a right cool Th- that, logo. their symbol. Yeah. Yeah. They had they would put that on their up album there with their pressing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I always oh, thought that, that was pretty that cool. Is, uh, I think that's a Swahili symbol for llama. I had yeah, no yeah. idea. Kathy, that's perfect for you. <laughs> it means llama. Fine. Thank you. And there you go. That's all I have in music news. All right, we're going to take a break. We are going to come back and wrap it up. Letter they for the Word of the Week prize when we return. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR is cuckoo for food. Everything or Nothing at All Tour with the Hives at Hershey Park Stadium, July 23rd. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. But you can listen to Pierre all this week for your shot at free tickets. Plus, this weekend, we're kicking it into Foo King High Gear with a Foo King ton of Foo tunes. And more free tickets up for grabs. MMR VIPs, get the foo over to WMMR.com for an extra chance to win. From the station that's crazy for foo and terrible puns. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. 1036 on a beautiful uh, Thursday. Temperatures lingering around 81 degrees when they would hit the high point. Um, and partly cloudy skies. Things start to change a little bit tomorrow. Calling for isolated thunderstorms. A little bit cooler. High 77. Saturday, we're looking at rain. High 68. And then Sunday and Monday, just cool. Uh, 60. Uh, no, cool, not like, hey, that's great. Hey, hey. Uh, cooler temperatures. High. Hey. Fall, high, right? like 60. Yeah, fall temps. Oh, great for Kathy's uh, fall activities. Uh, and there is, and you have an activity. I have an activity. Is it this Sunday? It's this Sunday. Okay. It is, so I'm, I'm Mr. Pet Person. I'm doing paws on Saturday and kegs for cats on Sunday, which is from noon to 3 p.m. It's at the incredible Philadelphia Brewing Company. I don't know if you guys have ever been over there, but it's amazing. And they have their special fall brew, which everyone raves about. Uh, anyway, the general mission is 25 bucks. It includes beer, cider, uh, t- uh, taco from Algorithm Food Truck, which is amazing raffle tickets. VIP admission gets you a little bit more. Uh, but really what it's all about, it's about uh, raising money for the community cats program for Morris Animal Refuge. And they do incredible work in the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. It's going to be kitten cuddling with adoptable kittens from Morris Animal Refuge. Book signing by Lucy Nolan and the Gata Unbound series. I'm going to be there. I'm your host. And live performances by the band Kitty Rotten. And they're awesome. Raffles, prizes, and more. So the information is on PrestonandSteve.com and uh, you can order your tickets or just uh, walk up is fine. If you're doing something, if you know, obviously the game is on Sunday, but if you want to do something ahead of time and go have a great time, come hang out with us and help some animals. Excellent. And I want to thank another uh, charity event a spokesperson, Allison Lamond, who came by today. The Mutt Strut is on Saturday. Oh, that one too. And uh, it's at the Navy Yard. You can go to phillypaws.org uh, for all the information. Uh, thank you to our friends at Croc for dropping off all the food. And if you order through com and use the keyword uh, hunger, uh, they're going to make a $10 donation to the Camp Out for Hunger on your uh, behalf. And you'll also save 10 bucks on your order. So we had a, a, a Camp Out meeting yesterday. It's coming together uh, really nicely. It's very exciting, but it's 
It blows my mind how... How many weeks away, Nick, are we looking at? Uh, on Monday, we'll be five weeks away. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. So whatacrock.com or whatacrockmeals.com will work as well. And we had Bam Margera here in the studio today. It was a uh, it was a pretty wild conversation. It was a serious uh, serious combo that we had with him. And, uh, you know, we, we were checking on our friend, seeing how he's doing. Um, he's still got a lot of baggage. He but sure he seems does. To be, he's doing some things that have gotten him heading in the right direction. It may have been a difficult thing for people people to listen to um but um you know he had reached out and we we wanted to see him in the flesh on a personal note we and i think to see how things were going you agree uh he looks much better yeah he looks oh, much yeah. better yeah so yeah he's working on things yes and we'll, we'll see if he can um uh if he can continue to make improvements in his life but uh it was it was good to see him so yeah all right we're gonna do um today's letter and i believe casey's gonna handle that yeah buddy. here we go preston and steve on 93.3 wmmr now the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Z as in zappa zappa cool, man. <laughs> All right, we're, <laughs> we're going to give away as a Word of the Week prize tomorrow, VIP package for two for the Taste Philadelphia Festival of Food, Wine, and Spirits, which is coming up the 20th and 21st at Valley Forge Casino Resort. Uh, that comes with a hotel stay for that Friday night, and you'll get to watch live cooking demonstrations, drink and mingle with local sports legends you'll meet. It's always sunny in Philadelphia star Glenn Howerton as he signs bottles of Four Walls Whiskey. Uh, it's a 21 and over event with over 120 exhibitors to sample and taste. And tickets available at phillytastefest.com. And I think Glenn might come back in the studio. I know That is the word. Or a week or so ago yeah. that he was here, but yeah. he, he might stop by again. Yeah, I uh, chatted with him yesterday the day before over text, and he's like, are you sure you guys want to see me? <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's the nicest yeah. guy. I love There's him. There's plenty to talk exactly. to. Oh, well, yeah. You know what, Preston? Cowbell game. Cowbell, we can play the cowbell game. Oh cowbell game. All right. With Glenn? All right. Possible? Also, oh, we got to hook him up with a good coffee. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God. We, yeah, well, we, yeah. we, listen, we run on Duncan. We'll just prepare it properly. Right. What he, he came into, there is a, a schizophrenic coffee uh, protocol yes. here in yes. the building, <laughs> and he happened to come here on Diesel Oil Day. Right, right. Diesel oil. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to thank our sponsor, Preston and Steve Show, is brought to you today by Duncan. As Steve said, the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, tomorrow's nothing but no sad bro, folks. It's a Friday. Yeah. Uh, we will have comedian Joe List in our studio and comedian Steve Hofstetter in our studio. <laughs> and anything and everything that we have to give away, we will do tomorrow, including Crumbum Cash. Pierre's got your next shot coming up shortly at noon. A chance to win $1,000, so make sure you stick around for that. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.